exciting hour of fantastic prizes. The fabulous 60-minute price is right. America, for 300 years, has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers, new opportunities. Yeah, we can't you to get up. Clicking sounds, sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rain. The instrument, a Geiger counter, is converting radioactivity into sounds we can hear. Good evening and welcome to Tank Riot. This is episode 197 where we discuss... Tor's mom! Tor's mom. Again. (laughs) Again. No. (laughs) We're going to talk about... We're going to dissect Endgame and talk about all things political and cultural. I am Sputnik. Uh, With me in the Tank Riot CNC as always is Victor. Privet. And Tor. Ader. Wow, that was very That's northern Wisconsin. Pretty Scotty there. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> okay, good yeah. then. So before we yeah. get to Endgame, if you don't mind, um, I, I just thought we could maybe chat about uh, a couple of things I saw on uh, on uh, Netflix streaming that I think you might get a kick out of. One is I think you should leave uh, with Tim Robinson. Um, he's part of the comedy crew uh, that's on Detroiters, okay. which you may or may not have seen, but it's pretty funny. Huh. So I'll just recommend that and leave that be. But the other one is called The Perfect Bid, or just Perfect Bid, I think. Okay. And it's about this guy, this kind of Rain Man guy that just watched Price is Right so fucking much mm-hmm. that he actually got to know <clears throat> all the prices on things. And he'd just sit in the audience and call it out to people, and then he was on and everything. I think I saw that like in one of those, you got to see this guy on Price is Right, and then he yeah, gets Theodore. on stage. It's and, Theodore, yeah. yeah. Anyways, this guy <laughs> is just amazing. Because he just tells a story in this this you know monotone, and he recounts every detail, but it's like you can't stop watching it, or at least I huh. couldn't. And then they, of course they had all the you know the you know prices right clips, you know da 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 da. I love that show. I even loved it when Drew Carey took over. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was a great yeah. replacement for Bob Barker. So is this Theodore? Is this was this during the Bob Barker or the Drew Carey era? Both. Both. <laughs> yeah, this guy is obsessive. Wow. So That's the awesome. movie starts off with his like new obsession, which I won't tell you what it fucking is. <laughs> but but he just wanted to to clear the record about his participation on Price is Right that he wasn't you know using lists or anything like that. Hmm. And anyways, so so the guy with this you know <laughs> very primitive computers was like putting together all these flowcharts, and then he'd even program games that he kept playing over and over again so he just like get to you know so they do these wow. you know like these weird retail numbers and he could just call his shit out so people would actually you know that were up there that weren't mm-hmm. him there he'd be just calling the shit out so so wow. what's your favorite uh what's your favorite game on prices right because if i got to be on prices right i'd want to do wasn't there one where he climbs up a mountain and oh, there's another one where it's, you have to solve it within the time period and, yeah and the clock goes and if you're you have to, you know, higher, higher low, higher low. That's higher a really low. good one. You're right. That I is like a higher good one. Low. That higher low is a good one. Higher uh-huh. low and plinko, I think, are my favorites. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I used to, um, you know, sometimes, you know, summertime. This is before the internet and so forth. So, um, kids actually had summer off. Um, Hold oh, on. It's no. Yeah. It's fine. It's just a studio dog. 
It's it's our studio watchdog. There's an issue. <laughs> Shut your pile, dog. <laughs> Security I, dog. If I have to come over there, <laughs> yeah. god damn it. We just got back from a dog park. All right. It's yeah. all higgly piggly now. We may have an intruder, but the dog will take care That's of right. it. Yeah. That's right. But that so I just I really wanted to mention that one to you because it's just so damn funny uh, and, and it's hard to watch Bob Barker and not think of like Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. The Price Isn't Right, bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> they get into this huge yeah. fist fight. I always I, I mean I love that show. I loved game shows as a kid. I mean I would watch. I mean what was the other one? Press Your Luck all the time. Oh, well, I just was addicted to watching those well, game shows. Oh, Card <laughs> Sharks with the, who's that host? Oh, that dude had it, actually oh. gotten. Um, <laughs> wait a second. No. Uh, uh, Joker's Wild. That guy oh. had actually been busted during the game show shit in the fifties and yeah. the sixties. The kickbacks <laughs> and shit. But he he came back on. <laughs> Joker, Joker. <laughs> yeah, for me, The Price Is Right has has always been and probably still is the show I end up watching when I'm homesick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. See, for me, yeah. it was uh, Hollywood Squares. I love oh, Hollywood Squares. Oh, yeah, well, we had Paul too. in there. Yeah, Paul Land. <laughs> Paul Land, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Kermit the Frog sometimes. Yeah, it was always yeah. crazy. Circle the Block, uh, Charlie <laughs> Weaver. <laughs> but what about that nut who's on Jeopardy right now? I don't know if he's still on or what. You, you oh, the a... professional gambler? Yeah. He's, yeah, he is kicking ass. I love when those guys huh. yeah. really figure out the system. Them, I'm know? surprised one of these people have not gotten on before that, you know, they're just, they're professional gamblers. Well, and... this this other guy kind of, well, you know, we had that Jennings guy who was really good and really smart. He was smart. just a brain. Yeah, just super brain. But then we had the other guy after him who kind of said, no, game the system. And he started playing it in this system gaming way. And he pissed mm-hmm. off people because he was talking over people and he was going in, like, random order, and he was confusing everybody because everyone used to get, start at 100, go to 200, go that's to 300. Right. He was just going for the thousands. Just going, and, yeah, yeah, double Jeopardy! <laughs> yeah. And that's what this guy is trying to do is find the double Jeopardy. He's, like, double Jeopardy hunting, <laughs> you know, and it's just really, I love watching those guys. I'll take ape tit for 400. <laughs> that's a petite dejeuner. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's not my name. <laughs> Turd Ferguson. <laughs> I was thinking I haven't I haven't been watching much on Netflix lately, but I did uh I uh forced myself to sit down and watch Blow Up. <laughs> Remember that movie? Oh yeah. It's yeah. an old seventies mod movie. Of- <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never seen yeah. it and I thought, all right, well I'm i I'm filling in my back catalog on some of these I gotcha. Things, right? I gotcha. David Eddings is in it and uh what a horrible piece of shit. I really hated it. There were a couple good shots in it, right? Yeah. Some of the cinematography kinda... was pretty but then I, I just got yeah, so mad. I saw it because it's a movie about photography yeah. and stuff. But, but right. is it is it, though? It's about the smarmy <laughs> mod creep. Yeah I, yeah. I just hated the lead character. He yeah, was pretty hateful. Yeah. But but see that that's what movie making was like back then. You didn't you didn't really have heroes or villains, like everybody was kind of equally slimy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just left a bad taste in my mouth. So I thought I'd mention it. If you ever want to fill your back catalog, you could probably skip that one. I think. Have you guys ever seen the original Gone in Sixty Seconds, which the Beastie Boys took for like the sabotage oh, video? I love the sabotage video. <laughs> no. Oh god, you <laughs> was get... that Michael Kine? I think that sounds right, mm. yeah. So anyways, well, you know, talking about quiz shows and everything, that guy just died. No, I'm totally blanking on his fucking Tim name. Tim Conway. Not Tim Conway. <laughs> Tim Conway just died. Did he? Yes, yes he did. Oh, man. Like yesterday. Oh, I yeah, that. one of my favorites from the Carol Burnett show. Oh, Everyone yeah. else now knows him as Barnacle Boy from SpongeBob. <laughs> right, yeah. So That's now, true. 
Now they're both All gone. New yeah, Harvey yeah. Corman and Tim. I used to and, love while well, both of them oh, were. And Ernest Borgnine wasn't he? Uh, well, Mikhail's Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was the other uh, Mermaid Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mermaid Man oh, and Barnacle yeah. Boy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Good well, call to even, her. Even the creator Stephen died too. So yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> it's kind of like um, what was it? Uh, the James Dean movie, Rebel Without, Rebel a, Without cause. a Cause. In Rebel Without a Cause, I mean, that was another movie where like everybody died. Like you had Natalie Wood, oh. Sal Minio. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like they all. Well, of course, James Dean himself, you know, didn't go out in the best of all possible. Oh God, no. Yeah. I mean, that car was just like a little sardine can, and it got hit by like a 1940 Plymouth or DeSoto or something. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always liked him, but yeah, it's too bad. Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, but. but uh, I was gonna say, um, I, I, another movie I got on uh, DVD was uh, Destroyer. Did you see that one? Yes, the Nicole Kidman film. Oh my god, that is so hard cheese. I'm a sucker for those revenge films. I even watched, <sighs> you know, Peppermint or whatever that. Uh, oh, that geez. one was that one was bad, dude. But Destroyer was. <laughs> I liked it a lot. You still haven't forgiven oh, yeah. yourself from watching camping all the way through? Yeah, I know, I know. Jesus. I haven't made it. But, I, yeah, I like Destroyer. I thought that was a really good... Uh, I like how they played with time and didn't really tell you what was going on. But it's about someone... It's about a cop played by Nicole Kidman who really puts it all out there. Oh, man, you would not know it's Nicole Kidman to no. look at her. It's just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, she looks, yeah. She looks terrible. Horrible. And, uh, and I, I love her as an actress. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's on this revenge trip, and then you you slowly find out more and more about it, and it's like it just all kind really of really good. Opens up until mm-hmm. yeah, you don't really know what's coming until the last frame. Or at least I didn't. I didn't. No, I'm not. No I'm, idea. You know, I'm I'm I must say that I'm not one of those people that you know figures it all out. Like, oh my god. Oh geez, I didn't realize Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. I had I had that movie blocked <laughs> in the first ten minutes. I turned, okay, I turned I to my like, friend in the theater and said he's dead, and then she's like, oh yeah, you're right, he probably is. And then everybody at the big reveal was like. <gasps> Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I wish I was them because <laughs> they had a better movie." Well, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. happy about knowing it. I was just like, "It's obvious." Yeah. But yeah, no, I liked Destroyer. It was it was a good one. Kept me going. So um, hey, back to yeah. What were you gonna say about game shows? Uh, yeah, just one more on a game show, a more modern one. Uh, last couple of weeks, I've I've really only seen two episodes, and it's the the kids. One of them chef things with I think it's Gordon Ramsay or whatever. Oh, you mean like the 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 kitchen from hell, yeah. Junior or something? Some like, yeah, but it's kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I'm impressed. These kids are like way out cooking. Probably even some of the chefs at the restaurant. I know the restaurant I attended Sunday. I'm sure all these kids could outcook that chef. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not a pleasant Mother's Day. I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, it it was. They did okay with the uh, scrambled eggs, but but yeah, really. They, How do you mess was, up eggs? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to make sure they're heated yeah. and not burned. I've 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 had bad scrambled eggs. You know when they use the out of the. Out of the expired powdered eggs or something. Yeah, okay. Like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. But, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you served in the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, I think some restaurants bought surplus. But oh my God. But this this restaurant did fine on the scrambled eggs. <laughs> Everything else was uh, marginal. Yeah. It, it, it was. But it was a. The company was good. So it was a good time, I think. Had okay, bu- good Very time good. by all. But, um, but back to the junior y- chefs. Yes, these these junior chef shows. Um, I'm just amazed. There was one little kid. 
he just got cut last night, but he's only eight years old. Fuck! And he, his <laughs> life has already peaked. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all downhill from here. No, I, I know, I'm thinking he's going to be a great chef. I mean, he can get ten <laughs> ten more years of of you know cooking experience, mm-hmm. and he'll be just graduating high school. You know, <laughs> I've seen commercials for that show. I haven't actually watched the show. Yeah, but I, the commercials always intrigue me because like the kids seem loonier than. Then Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. you know, like the one kid goes, nice. this is my entire life. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is the matter with you? Well, well, when, you're only, when you're only like eight years old, I mean, that is kind of... <laughs> right, but what event. an odd yeah. thing to pick. It's like, well, I'd like to be a three-star Michelin chef, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> nice. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty... So I think that that's a good positive, whether it's cooking or something else. Kids, if they put their kids, if they put <laughs> <in> school, kids, <laughs> if you cooking put, school, <laughs> if you put your mind to it, you can achieve at a high level, even if you're only eight years old. My kid loves the Great British Bake Off with Noel Fielding, and I mean, yeah. just the, the whole the whole way they behave on that show is different because it's not a mean competition. It's like right fun and everyone's just trying to have fun and support each other and it's almost more relaxing than some of the mean american ones well but it's and it's the one thing the english can make you know like pastries anything sweet yeah. and heavy that they can't fuck up <laughs> you know i mean honest to god the the rest of their food is like no no <laughs> but i got to say the best moment i think in game show history of all time has got to be the newlywed game what is the strangest place you've ever had sex? Oh, Whoopi. Yeah. You've ever made Whoopi. You've ever made, made Whoopi. Whoopi. Yeah. yeah. That'd be up the butt, Bob. That, I saw that one, too. Oh, my God. I was sitting with my grandparents oh my when I saw God. that. And I just started laughing. Oh, my God. It's like, God. nice. That was like, they actually aired that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah wow. you can find that on YouTube. That's that's a pretty good game show. God, moment. what was that guy's name, too? He was such a freak He's in so and of himself. So smarmy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not, you know, I mean, all the game show hosts were a bit yeah. on the different side, like Chuck Woolery and... That Joker's yeah. Wild guy had them all top, though. What was like Jack Parr, I think Something was his like name? That. He had kind of the orange tan and capped white teeth mm-hmm. like Biden. Yeah, and who did Match Game? Gene Rayburn. Gene Ray- yeah. He that looked, was a cool. oh my God, that guy creeped my <laughs> shit out. That guy looked like he was a vampire or something? Kind of. Yeah. I love watching Match Game. He had that super long microphone. Yeah, yeah. like nobody else ever had that microphone, but he had it. Yeah. Where it just had this like, it looked like a fucking wand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and oh, God. there was something about that guy that when I was a kid, all I could think was like, you know, stranger danger, stranger danger. Do, do not get in the car. The one that gave me the most anxiety was probably the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid one. Oh yeah, everyone was under so much stress to try to. And there's another mystery question one that was like that too. Oh where yeah, the celebrities are trying to get people to guess the right things, and oh my gosh, those oh. are. Or like password. Password, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was good. That's a hard one. The password is pig fucker. Kristen Wiig did a good one on SNL. <laughs> yeah. that, where she'd always just blurt out the word. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't give a clue. She'd yeah. just blurt it out. You can't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, game sh- game shows are fun. There is, there is a game show network you're aware. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I do not have it on my list of favorites. because oh, I do yeah. just in case, randomly. Oh, my God. It's so old Because they will go back in the goddamn archive. Yep. And you'll get like tattletales with Bert Convy or some <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that that guy just died though. Um, do you remember that movie came out in the '90s quiz show? Yeah, yeah. Had Ray Fine, right? And, and that was all about the quiz show controversy. Right. He, the guy that that uh, you know 
they found was cheating and everything. Yeah. Charles, I can't remember. Started his name. with a D. It really Dort doesn't deserve something. to be kept in my brain. Right. right. Uh-huh. Anyways, he he literally just passed away. Wow. Kind of like Doris Day. It's like fuck. I thought she died years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But mm. that was the first time I ever saw McLean Stevenson on TV. Was on the Doris Day show. She he was her boss. God, McLean hmm. Stevenson wasn't he in the the Killing or something like that? Well, I mean, he was Henry but, Blake, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm. Not, yeah, I was gonna say, geez, no, I don't think he was ever in anything, even semi-serious that, that I can recall. Maybe he was, <laughs> but um, it's it's. No, fun. I was thinking of Sterling Sterling Hayden. Oh, from Sterling Hayden. Yeah, that guy is so awesome. I love him. Yeah, oh God, yeah. if if he's in a movie, just okay. Some of the movies, obviously, uh, General uh, Jack T. Ripper. <laughs> From Doctor Strange yeah. Love. Oh. I don't deny women my essence, Mandrake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bat Guano, if that is your real name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, he his real life though was was pretty interesting too. If you ever get a chance, if you ever see this movie, his on, you gotta watch it. It's called Johnny Guitar. Okay. So I mean, okay. just mark this down because if if Zond, you got to fucking DVR it because yeah. it's it's a female western. Like the guys are just window dressing, and one of them is Sterling Hayden. He's like always like flipping his gun back and forth. I mean, he's like a you know super good uh, gunfighter, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like the, but the big battle is between Mercedes McCambridge and um, uh, Joan. Um, you know, mommy dearest, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Oh God, it's so awesome. Anyway, <laughs> Sterling Hayden. Okay, you know how like a lot of uh a lot of people during uh you know, actors and actresses served in various capacities during the Second World War. Like some of them just, you know, did like bond drives and did the US whole stuff. And not to not to <laughs> denigrate that in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, you know, a lot of them served, like, you yeah. know, fucking Glenn Ford. It was a Marine recon in three wars. Uh, World War II, Korea, and the Nam. Wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, Jimmy Stewart, you know, flew 25 bomber missions and, you know, retired uh, um, Air Force General, Brigadier General. And it's just like, you know, there was, a, you know, a bunch of them that were doing this and... Um, Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm really fucking blanking. I, I just found a, a quote by Sterling Hayden because you know Joan Crawford was a giant pain in the neck. Oh yes, and he's like, yes. There's not enough money in Hollywood to lure me into making another picture with Joan Crawford, and I like money. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> we should hang out. Well, anyways, uh, but during the Second World War, so so a lot of people did combat roles and so forth. Sterling Hayden fought with Tito's partisans. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. So. The dude had a completely different, you know, so he comes back like a hardcore, he comes back to to, to, to Hollywood, you know, right when McCarthy and all that shit's kicking up. And of course, he's a communist. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm a communist. What's the big deal? <laughs> you know? So he was blacklisted for a long goddamn time. So he could hardly get like any roles or anything. So, no. yeah, he, he kind of went hungry for yeah, a while. Yeah, I, I he was him. fighting the fascists. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They were all fucking allies at that point. Yeah. But you know what? That doesn't matter. The Cold War's on now, goddammit. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole world's gone kind of crazy right now if you think about the Russians being allies to the Republicans. And, you know, the Russians are basically, you know, post-Soviet, you know. 
and, it's just yeah. bizarre that it, it's and all the, the, the Russians are friends of Assad in Syria. <laughs> They're friends of Maduro in Venezuela. I mean, it's like the Russians yeah, are yeah. are as big a threat now as they were. When Someone I was just a took kid. all the ideas and put them in a blender, and now we don't know what any what which way is up. Anyway. Yeah, are there Russians there? <laughs> uh-huh. But I loved I loved Hayden in the killing. That's a really good. That film. that's great. He he was one of the greats in film mm-hmm. noir. Well, yeah, he he did all yeah. kinds of those old. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. The killing the killing mm-hmm. was great though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was. I, I thought that was pretty out there. It's like, well, you know, I'm joining the army. I'm joining the marines. I'm joining the air force. Um, I think I'll fight with the communist partisans. <laughs> it's like, well, wow. good for you, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're really getting your hands. You rolling up your sleeves there, Sterling. Wow. Yeah. Who is also in? And I'm ordering this, so sometime the, we can we can have a tank riot movie night mm-hmm. where I'll show you two movies. One. Zero hour, and then second airplane. You know, I, I, you see outtakes of airplane all the time, and you're talking about airplane, the movie, right? Right. I just really, I love every. There's so much comedy packed into that thing. Like every yes. joke, like lands with me. Very much so. I uh-huh. haven't seen it in it, ages. I mean, it holds up huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that and spaceballs are my like camp go to. Oh crazy, God, yes. You know. And I got the unedited one, mm-hmm. so it's not like, you know, the TV networks get all fucking weird about... Yeah. Like, they always cut out when um, Hayes turns to the camera and goes, what a pisser. <laughs> it's like, well, what's bad about that? Yeah. Anyways. Do you guys watch anything on the Hallmark Channel? Oh, sometimes, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll, you know, they'll do, you know, some of these shows like Monk or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. They'll, they'll, um, that were on, you know, essentially broadcast or cable TV... Yet once it gets to the Hallmark Channel, oh yeah, there's stuff that gets bleeped out. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you, you know, it'd be like you beep hole or something, you know, or something wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like Sam Jackson and too many mother flipping snakes on the mother trucking plane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like uh, my favorite is uh, Casino Network Ready Casino. Oh. You 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 melon flipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are those are just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's like just bleep it out if you if you're yeah. gonna make it that yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like oh. So, anyways, um, so I was I was watching. Uh, I was I was saying to Victor before the podcast that uh, I was wondering how how people if they make them at home or there's a place that sells uh, Handmaid's Tale um, costumes for the for the Alabama protests. And once again, thank mm-hmm. you, former Confederate States of America, for being at the vanguard of Ugh. being on the wrong side of fucking history one more goddamn time. Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Ohio. Ohio. It's like, what happened there? Maybe they've always been that way. I don't know. I don't know which state it was in. Well, we're talking about all the abortion laws that are being passed so that they can bump them up to the Supreme Court and get Roe versus Wade overturned. Right. But like, we, we, yeah. we had some conservatives on the court now. One of them, one of them it's, I think Georgia is the ban after six weeks, and one of those asshole white Republicans was in the courtroom saying, well, a woman can still, you know, there, there's no, there's no uh, break for incest or rape, you know. Right, so, right, because that's still... Yeah, a woman can well, still get an abortion uh, if, as long as they don't know they're pregnant. God's will, God's ass. will. Yeah, it was, it was like, really well, mean. It was you know really what, mean. 
I don't know if you saw this. This was just on the news tonight. Pat Robertson, who I cannot fucking believe is still alive. God is not calling him home. No, God. God's like, please stay yeah, out. Jesus. <laughs> Pat Robertson went on the 700 Club and said, "Geez, I think I think you're I think you're going a little bit too far. I think you're about a nine. You need to be about a two. But oh. actually, what he said was, you know, I understand what you're trying to do, but when you are this extreme, like without even, I mean, you sound like he didn't say this, but really, it comes across like something you'd expect from like Tehran or something, you know, where yeah, oh yeah, it's you fundamentalist. know, it's, where it's, the burqa, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. as our sacred Quran tells us, Allah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ugh. But it, here, it's y'all Qaeda, basically. Yeah, right? y'all Qaeda. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. <laughs> God. Yeah, and Alabama's got a. You know, they'll send people doctors to jail for ninety nine. Ninety nine years. years. How did they come up with that yeah. calculation? Yeah, yeah. Ninety nine. I say. <laughs> I say. I, I, I mean, say. Ninety nine. <laughs> no matter what you feel about abortion, I think I think when the laws start start getting in the way of a medical decision. Well, dude, it is is really dangerous. If an eleven-year-old girl gets raped, and you're gonna make her have a baby, yeah. that's gonna be risky for her life. That's right? risky for a child, and yeah. you can't say you're pro-life if if you're gonna go what? to this crazy extreme. Right? Yeah. What are the specifics of what what do they? Uh, what's their determination for the the mother's life is in jeopardy? Apparently, they, they don't care. Yeah, I don't think they care. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Think it's just so. all the whole thing is just to be a test case. Mm-hmm. You know, I can. And I, I know I've said this on the mm-hmm. podcast before, but I honestly remember as a kid. You know, they they tried. It's so funny now because, of course, you know, print is like dead. But they tried to get kids to read the newspaper along with their parents and everything. So we had the weekly reader. Oh so you could, yeah, you could get that even in the summer. Yeah, and uh, zip. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are Zip talking about. Zip the dog. Zip the dog. Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, I can remember reading about the Roe v. Wade decision in my little weekly reader. Wow. And this shit has been going on that fucking long. Well, yeah. and, and the Supreme Court has just recently kind of come out and said, oh, precedent? We don't really care about precedent. Yeah. So so they're laying the groundwork hard. Oh, yeah. They're just That d- precedent yeah. doesn't matter to the court anymore. It's right. all scorched earth now. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's interesting to look at the history. Um, when Roe v. Wade passed, it was kind of that was kind of the consensus of the country and, and yeah. the direction where things are going, including conservative Protestant religions and stuff like that. Uh, the Republicans realized they had a problem. You know, essentially they were the party of the capitalists, the f- the few wealthy that wanted to maintain power, power and get more powerful, and there's not enough of them to win elections. So that's part of their strategy was to grab other groups and get them to vote Republican. Yeah, Big Ten. Yeah. And so they essentially picked abortion, which wasn't really a huge deal at the time, and made it a big issue and got people all worked up about it. Mm-hmm. That was and, like the first real cracks of division. I, I you know, in yeah. the country where it, yeah. it was a seemingly kind of non-issue, honestly, because, well, I know, like, for instance, in the Soviet Union, abortion was used way too much because they didn't have access to um, birth control. 
mm-hmm. reliable birth control. So it would not be unusual for a young woman to have, you know, three, four, five abortions. However, in America, that was not the case. So I don't know why people just yeah, set up and yeah. worrying about it. But well, I, I think they they set set that up kind of as the yeah. long game to to yeah. make sure people no, are right. one issue voters, and we're just gonna have one issue voters, and we they don't care about anything else except right. for this fucking unborn baby that once it's born, you're gonna call it a moocher and tell it to pull its bootstraps and never support it and no pre-k right no uh health care for the mother you yeah. know all, all this all this crap and uh, let's just keep with the 11 year old girl but all this crap that they would force on this kid would be so much pain and hospital bills and True. raising a fucking human being when right. you're a child yourself because Oh, oh, and then there's also talk in some of these states of allowing the rapist to have parental control and parental rights. Oh, my God. So, that's, so they get that's visitation. Wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And Great. Wow. I mentioned that to Godzuki, and she was like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. But, well, but we the- were having a dinner table discussion about this kind of issue and how disrespectful it is to the real hard decisions that people have to make in the real world. And they just squirrel it down to this one fucking every sperm is sacred bullshit yeah. instead of the human that's already been We're on the planet for 10 counting. years no years, it's not years. sacred it's too damn much <laughs> it's, too it's damn a many. fire hose of fecundity yeah, yeah. right <laughs> well we make decisions that that affect uh life and death all the time yes. as a society yes. you know should we go to war uh should we have this new safety requirement for automobiles yeah. or not I, I mean it's just all these decisions, you know, whether or not we require a vaccination, all this stuff affects whether or not our people are going to die or not. So in some ways, it's not too much different than everything else, but it's been sort of put on a pedestal as this, ah, well, well, it's this issue, horrible, you know? horrible thing. Yeah, Making yeah. doctors the villains. I mean, there's this, there's yeah. this scapegoatism of science and technology and, you know, all these things that, you know, these crazy ass Republicans are going to doctors for treatments that are, you know, helping them with their cancer and things like that. And yet they want to put doctors in prison for performing, yeah. you know, things that they theologically don't agree with. I mean, I understand that. If you theologically disagree with something, don't fucking do it. But, you know, making everybody go on your Yalkaida bandwagon and have to behave to your morality standards that you're Jeebus in the sky, I mean, I, I just can't stand that. Well, if when, you, you know, yeah, you're yeah. ignoring the climate scientists, you're ignoring the doctors, you're just, you know, it's all on this, you know, dumb faith whim. I, I guess mm-hmm. the, the thing that gets me the most about abortion specifically is just that it's... You're right, Tor. I mean, bringing that up, that it, it's it's just this thing that it's a wedge. It's something that people can bring up that people yeah. just react to emotionally. Yeah. And and honestly, I guess this comes down to um, strapping a bomb to yourself and and going into a crowded marketplace or shooting up a school or something like that. Hey, where do suicide bombers go when they die? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I guess the point is, is that if if um, your conception of God you know, is is that cruel and narrow, then you should shop around for another God. And I don't say that flippantly, I or just maybe reconsider your vision of your God. That's the point. Yeah. Fanatics never question if they're right or wrong. That's no. what makes them fanatics. Right. No, that's why you gotta get out there and, and outvote them in the long run. But Tor, you brought up wars. 
can we please mm-hmm. not ask John Bolton if he wants to go to war today? Because he, right. yeah. 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 he always that does. Because he always does. That walrus does. You said, yeah. is there a question of going to war? Yes, <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah, you know, he's the, <laughs> yeah. he's the bastard that got us into Iraq in the first place. He's, he's like He started that whole weapons of mass destruction oh, thing. Oh, do you hear now they're, yeah, they're pulling yeah. all non-essential people out of Iraq? Exactly. Because we're moving yeah. up. We're getting ready to go toe-to-toe with the Iranians. Well, that's, that's what he wants. And yeah. then Trump is all for it. Yeah. And it's actually frightening because I can't... You know, you know the Saudis hate Iran, and you know there's all this. Well, that's what for the reason for the whole genocide in right. Yemen. Well, and that's that's why we're just supporting the Saudis because you know they give us cash up cash front. up front, and we give them <laughs> weapons, and then they it's villainize also, it's Iran. It's also beautiful. Yeah, I know it's just uh, it's yeah. just horrifying. But but when you got John Bolton out there like pushing it, and you know we just brought in the fleet, and there's all these things going on, and they're saying, well, Iran's making some motions that no, they're not. They're they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do to avoid a war, right. and you're pretending that they are. Even I, yeah, what I find interesting is how apparently easy it is for these people to manipulate Trump. I mean, Trump spoke out against George W. Bush and the invasion of Iraq, which of course had Bolton all over it. Trump was upset, you know, wasn't sure he was going to appoint Bolton to the. A position in the first place because he had that creepy mustache. I know he's like the evil <laughs> yeah. Captain Kangaroo. I know, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet it's Trump. Trump's will is weak enough that he's slowly being manipulated into a, into this war. Something he didn't want. Well, who knows what he wants now? I think he yeah. wants a distraction. Every president yeah. wants when they're under fire to have a war because well, you can't change horses one, midstream. One thing you got to see. You got to see though is that overall. There's a lot of things that are, are working against him for, for coming into 2020. I mean, these are all bad optics. I mean, the tax thing and the Mueller report, that's already old news. That's That's gone past well, the news cycle. But Can we talk about the tax thing for just one minute? Okay. Not, 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 He's not, lost a lot of money. Not the new tax thing, the old tax thing. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the money that we already know he lost. Right. That, that during this Over period a billion. Of time, yeah, he lost roughly between 1% and 2% of all the losses in America. Right. We're on him. Yeah. That's amazing. So he fucks up a lot. I know that's an can you I can't even yeah, fathom that, that amount of money. Enough. But he <laughs> had to become president and blow some more. Well that's that's the point that I've made wow. on this podcast for a long time is that if you look at American history, you look at the way that from its very inception, how the laws have been written, how everything, you know, coming to twenty nineteen has been set so that uh, Wealth after a certain level is like a self-sustaining fusion reaction. You you can lose over a billion dollars, and you're still a wealthy man and still yeah. can be president of the United States, but even though you, by any stretch of the imagination, are a huge fuck-up. He could have literally just bought land and let it sit vacant for 10 years and made more and money. And made billions of dollars off it. Right. I mean, what he yeah. did was unbelievable. Like, this was, at the time, he was going on David Letterman. He was writing Art of the Deal or having it ghostwritten or whatever. You yeah, know, all I would say the latter. Yeah, all this <laughs> Claims of his, uh, you know, oh, I'm probably worth a billion dollars. <laughs> and and he was probably. losing all that yeah. money. And there's that story of him telling Ivanka when they walked past the panhandler. And uh, Ivanka relays the story uh, a long time ago that uh, he said, look at that panhandler. He's got more money than me right now. Because he realized how much money he'd lost. And well, that's sure. just crazy. It is wow. crazy. But, I'm, <laughs> well, and you've got this continuing trade war. Which is alienating his base, certainly in in the Midwest. Oh yeah, I mean they've mm-hmm. been doing interview after interview 
with the soy farmers and everyone else, and they're saying, I would not vote for this man again. He is, I mean, I'm literally living from paycheck to pay. You know? Well, China's crushing us. I mean, it's going both ways. It's hurting everybody. Well, um, yeah. but, but, but I mean, they could sit and wait. Frankly, right, right. China's not going to back down. A, a trade war between the mm-hmm. two of them could affect world markets, and then you're really fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing well, of then, is... Well, then Markle's got to get involved, you know, and <laughs> someone's got to talk some reason and... and you know, make things change because yeah, you can't run these kind of tariffs. Yeah, one of the talking, you know, head of na- analysts on TV said the big difference between the U.S. and China on the trade war is China has a strategy <laughs> and a goal, and you know, right? So, Strategery. We have all but two of those things. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, money. We're, we're just, I mean. <laughs> that, that's Trump. He he's easily manipulated. He's has a weak will, and it it's just all emotion and you know mm-hmm. trying right. to, you know he's the kid acting out in class trying you know, to get attention. In some ways, he's like the living epitome uh, of the uh, emotional divisions, political and cultural divisions in the country. I mean, he's kind of like the thing that that came from, you know, the blob or oh, yeah. whatever you want to say. It's like, yeah. I have no real thoughts. I have no <laughs> philosophy. I know nothing about history. I know nothing about politics or the law. I'm just going from emotion to emotion. Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like a sine wave. Peaks and valleys. Peaks mm-hmm. and valleys. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, of course, you know, we, we you know, when we, we look at, uh, I've, I've heard of, like, what, two or three more candidates that are going to throw their hats in the <laughs> ring for the Democratic side. I mean, now we're talking yeah. about enough people to actually form a major league division. <laughs> and I, Maybe this, they should do that instead. Yeah. yeah. That would be fine. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. You know. Oh, oh. I had, I, I think what we need is um, part of the, the process to pick which Democrat. Russian roulette? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With three full chambers. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, no, I, I, nothing cruel like oh, that. Sorry, I, sorry. I'm a completely positive here. No, I think, I'm sorry, I think that's God's will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, Jesus wants you dead. Well, you're that, getting that's, a chamber. that's more for the Republican side. <laughs> but the, um, what we need is uh, each candidate should be um, expected to. Um, publicly do some feats of strength, oh, like Festivus. <laughs> yes, Festivus. Yeah, yeah. And now for the hearing of and Electivus for the rest of us. I mean, you know, something like you know, run a marathon, or you know, swim across a lake, or if, so. So it'd be really like Idiocracy, where we have like Terry Crews as the president. Yeah, I would take Terry Crews as president. I would totally. Right now. I yeah. totally would. See, it would work, right? So <laughs> give yeah, me a beard. Now, get you one too. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, like the president's a complicated thing. So you don't always is it. Pick, you don't always. Is it? You don't always pick the person that's like best at something. Right. But but you want them to sort of meet a minimum requirement. Yeah, and please so, not the having a beer I, I with think, them requirement. I, I think I hear what you're saying yeah, here, yeah. Tours. Like, yeah, we've been looking at your resume. You really don't meet the minimum requirement. What is it you say you do here? Uh, We're gonna have to let you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, then I was looking what at... What if we just stop paying him? <laughs> <laughs> Will he just go away after a while? Yeah. Oh, man. Like Milton? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was told I could play my radio at a reasonable volume. <laughs> <laughs> red stapler. So, 
I mean, it would be nice. And then, you know, Joe Biden, thankfully, I have not seen a lot of the Biden master on the news. Well, I had to text you guys this morning. That was because I saw a Newsweek article this morning where uh, Joe Biden was saying that, well, once Trump's out of office, the Republicans will come around and work in a bipartisan way with the Democrats. And I was just like, what did I say? I said, uh, Joe Biden is a dumb piece of shit. Yeah. End rant. There's, there's no bipartisan Republicans left. No, yeah, no. no. I, mean, I think that's what killed John Trump, McCain in the Trump end. Clones, yeah. Yeah. Look, at, look yeah. at Lindsey Graham. And, you know, he was uh, a big fighter against Trump. And now he's just oh. in line. You he, know? Yeah. They've got something on Lindsey Graham. Oh, for They've sure. They've got yeah. to. They've yeah. got yeah. to. Yeah. Like, uh, he's diddling a goat in a tub full of green jello or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, you, you know uh-huh. he's a gay Republican, so I mean... <gasps> it's he's a log cabin Republican? Huge. Holy Nedsky. I'm sure that you heard it here first. something I, on him. Tank riot. It's just... Yeah, it's <laughs> We're just We're outing the winds. I, <laughs> I just... Yeah, it, it's just it upsetting. It could be anything. I didn't yeah. want to hear that from Joe Biden, and I don't like that he's yeah. polling so high. I don't like that he's getting all this attention. He's taking all the air out of the room, and he's going back to the... Okay, when Obama did that, Obama was trying to say that we're going to go, you know, they go low, we go high, we're going to be above this feud. Oh, we're gonna, for fuck's well, sake. You, he got two terms out of it, and, and he was higher ground, I'm going for hope and change. He sold that bill of goods, and he tried his best, and he always turned the other cheek, and he never engaged in this kind of partisan politics. And, and I'm Joe... We're not at that place anymore. No. The Democrat needs yeah, to be lost. a fucking fighter. We didn't lost. even work. We're done we, with no. it. We're at that place. Exactly. And We're done yeah. with it. And I'm done with that. And I don't want to have uh-huh. any of those conversations anymore. I remember Biden's <laughs> first two uh, presidential campaigns. And I remember his treatment of uh, Anita, Anita Hill. Hill. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. And, I mean, so I remember those clearly. And I, and I you know, I got to say, this guy has always been a fucking political well, hack. He apologized to Anita Hill, yeah, and she sort of, didn't kinda. accept it. You know, wow. she actually responded that it wasn't good enough. And I'm like, wow, you got some balls. That's awesome. That's great. And, well, the, and wasn't there a little plagiarism issue, too? Yeah, but oh, remember, yeah. There's quite remember a bit when of plagiarism. Uh, Dan Quayle said potato or spelled potato wrong? I mean... We've, we've come oh, a long could, ways from back He corrected the then. kid in the spelling yeah. bee, yeah. Yeah, we've come a long ways from when plagiarism was a problem. You know, it's... Now we're yeah. on... I don't... We're on a whole different timeline. We just rip timeline. it off right in front of him. Yeah, yeah, this is a crazy timeline right, right but now. Now, if you remember what I said about Paul Soglin, is that it may have been that he'd just been in politics so long that he kind of just needed the voters to say, that's good, Paul, you're done now. <laughs> yeah, done. thanks a pant load, mm-hmm. but... We're done here. Yeah. yeah, it might be the same situation with Joe Biden. Yeah, look, I, you know, the, the point is, is so I'm we need sh- some primaries to. Well, yeah, we need to whittle it. We need him. to whittle it down. We got to yeah. stop adding people. If we whittle it down, and it's Joe against some of the more left leaning actual, you know, because because right wing in America means left wing in in England, you know. Every other country, their right wing is so different than ours. Like, you, did you see the Ben Shapiro interview yeah. on the BBC where he freaked out at that liberal correspondent who's actually a conservative in right. in England? It's like it's insane. Uh, how well, in England, they, they actually have yeah. real socialists. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Not just somebody yeah. who's like a little bit a degree yeah. or two over to the left or what have you. And but the thing with with Joe Biden is is that he has been in it for far too long, and I'm sure that the DNC in New York just you know flattered him endlessly, just pumped up his already overbloated ego, 
and said, you know, because Joe's Joe's presidential campaigns are always the fucking same. It's always these vague bromides about, mm-hmm. oh, this is not the people we are, and this is not the people. It's like, no, you, then you're not reading American history, but, Joe. This is exactly yeah. who we if, are. If you look at the candidates running right now, you know, Joe's not saying much at all. Which but, is good. But, you know, Bernie's constantly saying stuff, but also so is Elizabeth Warren, and she's got these really deep, detailed yeah. plans, and she's coming at it like an economist. I love Elizabeth right. Warren. She right. has got the best ideas in this campaign. But she doesn't get the attention. And, no. you know, I've been lukewarm with her here and there, but the more I've been reading, you know, my, yeah. my opinion's changing week by week, but I'm oh, yeah. really thankful that there's someone out there with plans, and I'm wondering why they're not covering her plans Every time more. she talks about something, I, I try to find, you know, okay, <clears throat> what was what did she say exactly? And it's always just like full of ideas, talks about the issues. Yeah. You know, not just That's this, what I want. Well, exactly. Not this, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I caught a, a Parks and Recreation rerun the other day. <laughs> okay. And it was the time that a couple of them uh, met Joe Biden. Oh, wow. I didn't even see the whole episode, but I saw the part where they met Joe Biden. And I think he was actually vice president at the time. Even there, he was kind of wooden, and it was kind of awkward. I mean, it's Parks and Rec, so maybe it's supposed to be. Maybe the director was pushing Uh, that, but yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. He didn't come across as anyone to get excited about well that's yeah. that's why he never gets the nomination because he's yeah. just one of these guys that does what he's told you know he's, he's, an, he's an old white guy of the yeah. non-progressive format and i think that that's going to pull a lot of votes and a lot of weight Ooh. and i think that i think that things have to really rubber has to hit the road and people have to start realizing that this isn't a campaign of just we need the you know Far right Democrat to be the nominee just to right. just to pull those poor that's Republicans what the Repu- in. That's have, what the Republicans yeah, want. Yeah, and we have to stop yeah. that because you know what? Trump has a forty-two percent approval rating and a fifty-three percent disapproval rating. It goes up a and, couple, and you know what? And it's, down it's a couple. Not, it's, it's not. It's not Republicans. It's not the far right Democrat that attracts the Republican base. It's often the the left dynamic. Democrats that the Republicans, uh, well, here's tend to like better. I'm going to interrupt you. We don't need to care about the Republican vote because they're a minority. They're they're they always vote the same. They vote somewhere between you know around forty percent. You know this group comes out and votes right. And there yeah. there's some movement, right. but, but there's very little. What what happened in the last couple of elections is the Democratic voters didn't show up and didn't show up and didn't show up. You see a gradual decline right. in the Democratic voters. So we have to you have to stop thinking about trying to get Republicans to vote for Democrats and start thinking about getting Democrats to vote for Democrats. Right. And the way you do that is not with this feeble, old, tired, right wing bullshit pablum pile of mud that we always end up with as a democratic candidate well it's right. like, it's like <laughs> when the articles that i've read about joe biden and climate change it's it's sort of like his whole platform it will be business as usual absolutely and I'm that's that's not excited well, tired of, no, no i know that you know victor and i have talked about this at length about i have never not voted in a local or you know i should say state or or uh, well local state or national election but, and I've never voted Republican, but, I mean, honestly, I do understand why people stay away from the polls. I do understand why the left is disgusted with the choices, because, I mean, I've, I've just gone through this list of people that, okay, 
It's a it's a can of cling peaches that we've nominated, and we expect you to not only vote for the can of cling peaches, but we really want you to believe and love the can of cling peaches. Yeah, and and you, I hear you, you don't have to love; you just have to be pragmatic. I guess. Well, that's what they're yeah. always asking but us that's, to do. That's the point. Is it, and I, and I'm not love. talking about yeah. political purity or anything and saying is like, right. oh, well, they're just not left enough for me or they're just not enough, you know, ethical enough for me or anything. No, it's just after a while, I get you just get so sick and tired of the same old tired party hacks. Carter, Mondale, Dukakis, Clinton, that Bubba Dixie crap, <laughs> fuck. You know, and, and just... <sighs> look... If all you got to offer, and then and then you know you've got Hillary, and then the best they can come up with is Joe Biden for 2020. After all the shits that happened, yeah. But see, that's my point: is I he's not the best they can come up with, and and I'm right. glad, I'm thankful. There's a lot of candidates right now, but I'm hoping there's when prob- we start weeding it down, we can get. Can you name five of them? Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, and okay. then a bunch of other weird asses. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. So you answered my question a certain way. You can name five. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, and, and I don't want to ever have to name more than five because honestly, the we don't have the political will to deal with twenty five. You know, there there were twenty two at the last time I checked, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, there's at least twenty three now. I know, yeah. and we don't have we don't have the time or you know, crayons to have to Can you look at all what the a, fucking what plans. a debate would be like yeah. with you know with like twenty three mm-hmm. and counting little yeah. fucking podiums all trying to get their sound bite mm-hmm. and say, No, you shut up, no you shut up. <laughs> yeah. But I think again the problem for me is is I am tired of the coasts running the Democratic Party. Again, I think the problem for me has always been the Democratic Party is not the party of labor or the disenfranchised or minorities or LBGTQ or anything else. It is the party of people who think that they, they should really be running the show. You know, they're just that much smarter. You know, yeah. the, the people that honestly believe that there's a basket of deplorables. Well, guess what? That basket of, deplorable, of deplorables is called the fucking electorate. Mm-hmm. So grow the hell up and realize that not everybody comes right. from Harvard, yeah. not everybody comes from any of the right. Ivy League schools, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, and that you have to go, you but, have but to see, try to build something. But see, for the whole that's country. my point. The, de- the Republicans want to stop people from voting. Because their people will always fucking vote. Their people will vote at this certain rate. If you look at the last four elections, well, the right. Republicans get out and vote at a certain rate. Democrats fluctuate a lot more well, New York in is, how many get out New and vote. New York is, Biden is New York's candidate. So they're going to push him, push him, push him. I know. So again, there's no fucking choice. Well, I, I we're not even at that point yet. <laughs> no, Whoa. no. We're not even at that point yet. No, probably not. But I mean... I think at a certain point, when it does get more serious, I mean, the, the, the left has got to look and say, like, my God, uh, who are we going to vote? I mean, this is our choice, a bunch of creaky old farts, yeah, you know, who've got really nothing. I mean, and honestly, with Bernie, I haven't seen a lot of his ideas explained to the level of detail that I've seen Elizabeth Warren. No, no, you haven't. She's the only yeah. candidate who's really gone into that. I mean, that Bernie level. was I mean, kind of nice to push that envelope, but envelope pushed. Now you've made created, yeah, other things. Mm-hmm. So Maybe, yeah, yeah. As as we close in on primary time, I'm going to be reading up on a lot of candidates and that. Well, but if I if, if I had to pull a lever today, 
it would be Elizabeth Warren. Yes, I agree. And, Agreed. But I, I still I'll like gonna, Bernie a bit too. But that's just me. You know, I'm. I was yeah. kind of invested. Yeah, I think it's. I'm not a Bernie I, bro. I still voted for Hillary, but you know, like I mean, and, and I don't. <laughs> right. I don't care about these things. It's, it's always. It always struck me, even when I was a kid, and I was, a, like I said, I, I was a real space race brat. You know, I had the little jacket, little cloth mm-hmm. jacket with all the mission patches on it. You know, I was always watching Walter, you mm-hmm. know, with with Deke and, you know, going over the missions right. and everything. But it always struck me as really condescending even then. It was like, uh, well, we sent a dog up. Dog came back okay. Well, we sent the monkey up. That got back all right. Hey, we sent a woman up. She got back okay. Actually, the dog didn't get back okay. No, I know. Yeah. I, know I don't too. think the monkey did either. Actually, Tor and I were on lunch. Uh, the monkey did come back. Oh, it did. Yeah, okay. yeah but yeah, Laika didn't come no, back. No, Laika did not. Actually, Laika had a bad. Tor and I once, when we were having lunch, Yeah. and we, we were on the Capitol Square, and there's this woman who... I mean, I'm not trying to be nasty or anything, but I would say um, she was robust, a, a, a larger woman. And the only reason I bring that up is because she had the most detailed tat yeah. of Leica wearing a, a Soviet space helmet that had the CCCP on <laughs> right. it and everything, and it then the rocket. It was a decent-sized tattoo on her Oh, God, arm it was it was good. Yeah. Of, yeah. of Leica. It oh, was extremely cool. impressive. It was yes. very cool. Yeah. 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 So I'll, course, give the, I'll give that to the Russians. I mean, the Russian space yeah. program, I mean, and you're under, in under Karloff. I mean, under Karloff, those guys, uh, I would still yeah. rather be a cosmonaut than an astronaut. <laughs> I mean, because those guys got balls they can barely get into a Soyuz. Well, well man, the only and choice one guy, right now. But that right. should change this year. Uh, but there might know. there might be some and setbacks. But I'll, we'll I'll say this too that I think I think the media is being too tough on like Dragon X and these other things because it's like, hey, you know what? We can trot out a whole bunch of old NASA film where we couldn't get anything <laughs> off the fucking pad for the longest goddamn well, it time. It also right. just pisses me off that NASA, you know, is always egged on by the president. We're going to get to Mars. We're going to get to the moon. And then there's a new president. We're not going to get to Mars. Hey, oh, oh, now we're going to get to the no, Mars. The no, new, no, we're not going to get to Mars. The new one is we're going to get a woman to the moon by 2030. Bullshit. What is... Actually, they're looking at landing in 2024, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I heard was absolute rubbish. So so pick a a fake deadline, whatever. Exactly. But but see, SpaceX landing in the middle of New Beijing. But, but, (laughs) But the good thing about this is... They're they're actually going planning trying to increase NASA's budget to hit twenty twenty four. Okay. Now a lot of that's going to go to Boeing to get the yeah. SLS uh, thing <laughs> and going. They'll but, funnel that money to their seven thirty seven eight max problems. Yeah, and... but you know it, it, it's it's messy, but it, at least it's going relatively in the right direction. No, versus, I, I've, I've given I up know. on governmental space programs, and I think that... I no, think yeah. that, see, no, I well, think that SpaceX see, and some of those other things, oh, they please. don't have the four-year switches. They're not going to switch their deadline and their budget and, oh, we don't have right. any money for NASA anymore. We've got to stop everything completely. But Blue yeah, Origin they, and SpaceX will still need uh, government contracts yes. to, to Governments pull it off. Can still, you, you cannot do it... A private space organization, private in and of itself, with all the things that it needs Agreed. in order to launch a space program is ridiculous. I just don't like relying solely on all this governmental funding and, and the way it changes and the way I've been <gasps> disappointed year after year after year with the space program. Well, you want disappointment. Wait till you get private industry in space, and that's all you're going to have is just, hey, there's something we knew we can rape and no one will know it because we're yeah. the only ones up here. Yeah. Well, it, it's as, I it's, love NASA. It's, I, I, I don't well, need it's to, as ridiculous as the universe. 
universal basic income. I mean, that's just tech people that are trying to throw a few coins to the filthy peasants. It's like I was I was reading this one this one article about um, the future of work, and basically what it came down to is like, well, you know, what we could do is like what they do in India and China, and that's just have these free schools so we can take all these people and make them code monkeys. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's great. That's really becoming part of the 21st century. So it, it's sort of like, oh, well, if we have automobiles, we don't really need wheel rights anymore. Well, what do you do with all the wheel rights? Well, no one knows. They died in poverty or whatever. And so universal basic income is just like, okay, so all the thing that, things that Smith said in um, – the wealth of nations about you know the or or Marx said in in uh, Capital that you have a person who owns the means of wealth and then the worker has labor that he can offer the capitalist. So if the worker has nothing to fucking offer, the rich guy is going to just automatically give money that that rich that poor person may or may not use to. I mean, that makes so no what, fucking sense. So you're saying that th there won't be any political will for universal basic income? Exactly. Okay. Mm. So if there was political will, it in theory should work, but you're saying there is no political will, so it's... No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, UBI is just something that, you know, people throw out there. It's like when billionaires go on and talk about, you know, uh, economic in in inequality. Yeah, no shit, billionaire. You got your piece of pie and 25, mm. 20, 60 others. So you honestly think that a worker who has nothing to offer in terms of labor or something, you're just going to give them X number of dollars a fucking month and that their person is just going to take... Some people will invest it in training and so forth, but chances are probably... Not and why do you think that being a code monkey is anything better than working at a fulfillment center in Amazon or a drill press operator in a machine shop? Well, if you've ever done it for a fucking <laughs> living, it does just you, yeah. You could just spend days and hours just working on something. But there are other things people could do to earn money that would be more aesthetically pleasing. You know, like making what? bobbles for people, making paintings, doing things that inspire more but pay less i i've read some about it i'm not an expert on it i i totally understand no um, i've been reading a lot about yeah. it because i love economics and one of the things that bothers me the most is that just this sounds to me like uh, the star trek cr chronology mm -hmm. it's like okay you got faster than light drive uh, vulcans <laughs> discovered you you eliminated war and poverty and everything else because you have replicators and so you don't need money and now everyone's happy Okay, we skipped a few steps there, <laughs> so I'm trying to understand how a paycheck that you just give me every month, and yes, I know some of the Scandinavians country, countries do that and right. so forth, but God, if you, mm -hmm. look at, if you look at the political and economic histories of Sweden and Norway, it hasn't been a real smooth fucking path, plus you're talking about really small populations mm -hmm. compared to... You know, large industrial nations like the uh, United States and be, China and so forth. It would be a so massive forth. experiment. So no, I don't. I don't want to look at people like you know Elon Musk or any of these other tech bozos who who are just saying, "Oh, I can see the future from the mountaintop that see, I'm standing on." If, if we're talking about space exploration yeah. and contracts, I'm not talking about universal basic income. I'm just talking yeah. about. I support how they don't get yoked around by the fucking government changing its mind every other year about, oh, we've got all the billions of dollars you want. We're going to Mars. we got all the billions you want. We're going to the moon now, not Mars. But they don't. Nah, nah, nah. No, it, it changes no, all the no time. No billionaire exists without government help. 
I agree. They're just not, it's like the Cole brothers agree. thing. It's like, oh well, I pulled myself up by the boots. No, you've come from a family of very wealthy people who are well connected, and you've continued to use that. You use the railroads, which were right. built by the government, I to agree. move all your I stuff. Agree, I agree. Well, I agree. so, so does Elon Musk and all these other. I know. Clubs. I'm just saying they're nothing new under the sun. I'm sick of getting disappointed by NASA making crazy fucking announcements that in five years they're going to do something cool, and then. In a couple more, you're saying, well, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing this other thing. Plan cool. changes. And yeah. they're not doing anything. The only Where's th- the shuttle? Where Have we been to the moon? The only you know? thing they're going to fucking do that's going to get things going again is another space race. The original space race was a crock of shit. I know. The whole thing was just to say, I have a missile that I could put right up your fucking ass from 6,000 miles away. What do you think about that? It had nothing to do with the future of mankind. In fact, it had the complete opposite. Right, but we all want us, I think, to get back to the moon. I, I do. For what? I would love to see some. Yeah. I would love to see some footage. I would love to. Well, that's wonderful, but then it's right. like it's a great stepping off point for for exploring. future missions and so forth. Yeah, and yeah. yes, if you can develop the materials and so forth, but there again, you have to bring those costs way down. I mean, it's not even as easy as. Uh, you know, Columbus, you know, with his three shitty little ships. I mean, here you've got to set up major facilities. No yeah, private organization yeah. or group of private organizations is going to fucking do that. I'm not saying they are. So I think you've but, misunderstood me. I'm yeah. saying that it would take a private and government relationship. But just relying on the government making a crazy announcement like they did the other day about, oh, we're going to build this habitat on the moon. I'm like, bullshit you are. I'm so sick of the government coming up and saying, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You know you're not. No, you're not. George Bush had these really crazy plans, and he's going to do all this shit. And no, we haven't done anything. You know, Right, but space exploration was a set of pretty little lies that they fed us when we were kids. Well, There's no then, need to want to fucking do it because... People who want to remain in control and have more money than God can do that with eight billion and climbing and a climate out of control and all the power they could possibly want because you're sitting right there looking at them all. They're not, oh, here's a place over here. It's just like the original founding fathers. They didn't want people to go through the Cumberland Gap. Daniel Boone was not a fucking hero at the beginning. In fact, he was a clown, considered to be a clown by the founding fathers because they didn't want somebody that you couldn't control. Out in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing here. The, the the space exploration isn't the future of mankind. All that futurists will say is that you know it's better if you don't have all your eggs in one basket, especially if you're dealing with climate change or nuclear war or any of those other things. But that's my point: is that you can't you can't take powerful people and make them do anything unless there's something that's in it for them and that means whether they're capitalist or whether they're communist or whatever particular political set of theories you might yeah. throw out at that time i might so, be a weirdo because i'm more in, into exploration and learning and and i know that I it's am not too, right but i yeah. i believe that horse shit too but that's what it is it's horseshit. but like they're I not going to want it. a research base on mars and i've, I've been watching how they've been oh we're going to 3d hmm. print this we're going to 3d print that i'm like fine but like i actually get excited about that I and I, do too. I think it would be a small amount of our budget to invest in something that actually oh, yeah. excites people in the scientific adventure that we could actually learn something by creating a small like we have polar bases you know we're down in Antarctica constantly with a 
incredibly small team of people. Why can't we do that on Mars? Why can't we do that on the moon? We should be able to do that. We could learn a lot by being there. Because nobody is going to put that amount of money into the logistics it's going to take to do that for pure research. There's got to be a bottom line somewhere. There's got to be a reason that you want to go there. Yeah. Now, every, with the whole space race, we have 50th anniversary <laughs> this July. Uh, hey, guess what? You went in something that was the size of a fucking beer can that didn't have the goddamn memory capacity of my wristwatch. You're lucky you got there. And you're lucky you got back. But the point of the matter is there's a reason that no one has been there for 50 fucking years because there's nothing – there's no money in it. Now, if somebody goes to the moon and sets up who knows well, what – China and India, they're all talking about it. So the space yeah. race is kind of reigniting well, some of these countries I, are saying, hey, think they, we're going to be the better country. Yeah, we're going to get back to the moon. But that, that would be more like Antarctica where we don't want anyone else owning it. Yeah, well, so and, that, and there's your inherent, yeah. you know, there's your space race. <laughs> there's but your again, space race. it's 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 always for well, if I can't have it, no <laughs> yeah, one else will, you know. So I just, <laughs> you know, space the final frontier. I, I mean, yes, I get excited about it too. I took that. I took a whole bottle of those red pills. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, but I I think there's definitely a lot of people looking at ways where they can profit from it. So well, they're sure thinking about that, mining on the moon. And, I mean, yeah, between mining and and different things like that. You know, granted, of course, obviously, a lot of them are looking at government contracts as their profit. But but beyond that, um, I, I, I'm not saying the math necessarily works right now. But there's people trying to figure out how to make it to work. one of the ways that America you could know. really gain. Um, a technological edge is to do these type of things and to find right. reasons to keep going back, to find even more reasons to stay there. And if you wanted to stay ahead of a China or whatever it happens to be in the next 10 or 20 years, that would be a good way of doing it. But in order to do that, you would have to build alliances. One government or one set of companies, no matter how wealthy they are, aren't going to be able yeah. to set up... Uh, a lunar base. I, I agree, and and part partly my point about like Elon Musk or whoever those other people are doing these kind of things is they create a stopgap that might be able to oh we're just going to constantly work on these rockets and these systems and and these are something this is something we're serious about in a long term plan whereas the government is changing its mind all the time it it it, it lends some stability. To the instability of the government system that keeps changing its mind about what their next plan is going to be for NASA. I think the government is very focused on complex Absolutely. projects, whereas Elon Musk, yeah, I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah I it's like, well, them. I'm doing mm. cars, I'm doing the Hyperloop, I'm doing well, rockets. I think he's... Actually, I don't know. because there's other people, there's I, other companies doing this as well. You know, I, I, I did see an article once that was explaining how potentially everything Elon Musk has done is all to build a colony on Mars. So, okay. And, and wonderful. Words, you, building battery technology and electric cars translates Come on, Sputnik, you'd be okay if you just went to Mars. Well to, to Mars <laughs> If he went there and he stayed there and had no way of communicating, yes, I think that would be wonderful. Hyperloop may not make sense on Earth, but it could potentially make sense on Mars. Yeah. As a well. transfer. So, these may or may not be good ideas, and I don't know. Nikola Tesla was way ahead of his time, too. He yeah. died in poverty surrounded by pigeons. Well, so, he was in love with that pigeon. Well, he loved pigeons. And he had a death ring. He loved in pigeons. In a box. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. All I'm trying to say is, is that, look, the thing of it is, is that it's not like technology is going to keep, you know, just keep coming and saving us. If we just say, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, it's, no, it's just going to make it all better. It. That's my point, yeah. is that yeah. it, the time to start is now. It's not just about climate change. It's about 
just about everything. Exactly. So, spa- so, so I, I guess what I'm reacting to is you're, you're part of one what you said about oh, it's another artificial deadline. Well, fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. If you have no intention of doing something, make up as many of those timelines as you want. Well, I keep yeah. eating the red pills is the thing is I get excited about like when I see NASA doing their, you know, here's a 3D model of the latest because they just did release the, the mm-hmm. four story pod. I don't know if you saw it of the yeah. model of what they would build as a Mars yeah. research station. I'm fucking drooling over here. I want that so right. bad. And, and NASA is making progress on their SLS and the other stuff. Yeah. It's just that it's. You know, it's it's deserves some criticisms. They, they for, can work with what they've yeah. got, and they've always had, even at the height of the space race, they had a very tiny, tiny slice mm-hmm. of the federal budget. And yeah. I've got to believe now it's even smaller still. Yes, so they is. have to spread that across like robotic missions and, mm-hmm. and everything well, else. All the all the scientists are saying, you know, robotic missions are where it's at, and I, I totally understand that. It's just. For me, it's not exciting, and and I'm sorry. You know, it's well, a fault of me, and I feel bad that I want to have humans on it, Mars and on the moon. No, no, you know. that's fine. I just, <laughs> but, but I just don't want to look to people like Elon Musk and Zuckerberg and these other horses' asses like there's some sort of, you know, technical visionary. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. into the future. It's like no, you're They're you're people that They're you've tool. you've made a lot of fucking money from the internet, and good on you. <laughs> But, you know, right. no, I don't think you're a policymaker. I don't think you're a visionary. Um, and when they start talking about social policy like UBI and stuff like that, I was just like, you know what? Take your $1,000 a month and pound it out your fucking sand hole. Right. Well, and, and that's, that's... I want to say one thing about universal basic in, income quick. Because yeah. if, honestly, if it's the only way we can stop this horrible... Uh, taxation of the middle class and non-taxation and non-marginal taxation of the upper class and put money back in the hands of the lower class because that's the only way our economy is going to move is if the lower class has some fucking money. And if we're not going to pay, if we're not going to pay a wage for a job, then I'm for throwing thousands of dollars into everyone's hands every month just to help them stimulate the economy in a way. Because... Otherwise, they're not going mm-hmm. to, and the economy's not stimulated. And I mean, you can see that right now. That you know, well, if you look at the top twenty percent, you know, from nineteen seventy to now, they have doubled their. Um, just I, I was just watching a presentation. They they've doubled uh, their their income, whereas everyone else since nineteen seventy. All the other quintiles are just static. They're not moving. We're yes. not moving anywhere. No, no. Right. That's, Top 20%. That's a given. They're fucking so, moving. Yeah. I mean, I'll be against universal basic income when someone comes up with a better idea. I'm not, I'm not well, necessarily against it. We can't even get a it. minimum wage to go up. That's I'm, the problem. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, again, it's, it's like, well, okay, you think with your company you're going to solve um, – Economic inequality and uh, space exploration. No, I'm tired of looking at industrialists for the answer. And no, if you just hand a check to people, that's one thing. But you know what you could do? Plus that, you could invest in the infrastructure, the educational infrastructure, like China and India do, where they have free universities and free training and so forth, above and beyond just being a code monkey or answering a support line. And that's my point is, is that there's there's things there, but they're just not as cool and wonderful. It's like, okay, I'll give you an example. I was reading this article just today about, you're familiar with the movie, the 1963 movie, The Great Escape? Mm-hmm. Okay. This actually deals with another South African 
Um, so if you've seen the movie, um, you know, there's this whole thing is, is that I want to build three tunnels so that, you know, hundreds of people escape and it ties up the, the German Reich. Well, of course, that's, that's all horseshit. Because in real life, when prison, you know, when, when air, uh, airmen were caught, there was a very small group of them that actually wanted to escape. In fact, um, conditions weren't, I mean, so, so what it came down to was, is that Roger, the guy who played Axe, he was played by Richard Attenborough, he was this fuck that um, came from a South African mining family and felt he had failed because, like John McCain, he was shot down in his first mission. And he said, well, you know, I got to get back in the war. I got to get back in the war. So he just like pulled all these people into it. But what happened was, is that every time there were these huge escapes, the German security went way up so that they caught, you know, slave laborers who had escaped. They caught, you know, underground people, resistance fighters, all these type of things. So, so you might get, you know, 50 people out. Well, they caught 1,500 you know, runaways from various other parts of the Nazi machine. So, so the point was that was all horseshit. But it's not; it doesn't make as good of a story. And my point is, is that doing things mm-hmm. to support education and so forth, it doesn't like Elizabeth Warren. It don't look pretty. It don't look electable. It isn't like anyone's want to do. It's always better if we grasp the big ideas, the big picture. You know how many fuckwads I've had to work <laughs> for in my life who would have said, "I'm a big picture man. I don't want to go down into the weeds with the details." Well, mm-hmm. guess what? The whole fucking machine is in. In the details. Hey, motherfucker, exactly. think inside yeah. the box for a change. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's plenty of room in the box, bonehead. We got plenty of shit to do in this box. So that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to be a Captain Bringdown. I'm just trying to say, God, can we just like put away this this vague horse shit and these concepts, these futurist concepts, and just think about what we could do today pragmatically? Thank you for using that word because that's exactly the word that should be fucking used. Not this, yeah. not this horse shit about, oh, this isn't the kind of country we are. Oh, my God. I could sit here for six hours and give you examples from American history where that's exactly the kind of people we fucking are. Right. Yeah. So if you want any of these big ideas, you have to start small and solving yes. small problems over and over again. And I mean, that's, I'm guessing. Most of our listeners, that's probably what you do when you go to work. Yeah. Is, you know, if I solve one or two problems a day, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, dude, yeah. if yeah. I think way too much about the big picture, I'm almost frozen at work. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. I got to break it down into chunks. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, exactly. it's just going to be too much for me to even deal with. It's like, right. they, it's like they said in the Big Bang Theory, that space toilet's not going to clean itself, Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just everything. You know, if you're in a grocery store and the, the Cheerios aren't selling very well, well, what are, what are you going to do? Maybe... It's nice Maybe to put them on sale, put them on the end cap, right? So people see them. So I'm you not don't s- get stuck with expired inventory. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's problems. Problems you got to solve to move forward. It's not something... You know, it's not that I don't like big ideas or, or you know, big ideals. No. I mean, that's like just giving up hope in general in, mm-hmm. and very specifically. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is like, oh, my God, we really are in a hell of a shit show. And it's not just Trump. It's not just Trump. There's lots of things going on. And we just need 
to sit and focus and try to work as a group. The government doesn't do shit now. They can't get anything passed except in Alabama or <laughs> the, the rest of the whole hee-haw gang from the oh, former Confederacy. Hee-haw's going to get that shit to the Supreme Court oh, right sure. quick. Oh, yeah, Judge yeah. Brett and Judge Squee and... <laughs> Go- government. I can't remember the rest of their names. PJ. PJ. Donkey yeah. Dong Dong. Donkey Dong Dong. I mean, government <laughs> can do a lot. I mean, uh, uh, I guess, you know, just your regular government workers that are actually in a job where they want to achieve something. Of course. Yeah, get stuff done. But then when you start getting the playing the politics game, it's like, who knows oh, yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, then yeah. it's just like, well, hold on, Mr. Happy. <laughs> yeah. We'd all like to be here, but we're here right now. That's what I always yeah. found so soul-draining were those, were those meetings where um, let's, let's build a consensus. Let's build a community. Let's brainstorm some ideas. Well, fuck you. That is, you know, <laughs> no, let's have an agenda. Let's have some decisions made. Let's have a timetable. Let's think right. about things and try to get this worked out. That's what I never see. And that's that's what's frustrating the hell out of me is that no matter how many candidates there are, it's always going to be just these little sound bites. Mm. You know, constant polling and little sound bites that are just yeah. always going to come down to you know, that's that's not the country we were. Past tense, dying now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's there's got to be something to motivate and you can't always look. I mean now I I, well, I am not going to look at, at Musk and and Zuckerberg is as sure, fucking sure. heroes. I just can I not. can I just say about yeah, but, I, I wanna say about this whole country that we were thing because a lot of times, you can think about this at the individual level. You can also think of it at the country level. But at an individual level, we were all we were all supposed to be something. Yeah. And right, we all we all pretty much failed at what we're supposed to be, and we ended up what we are. <laughs> and is that something that we're satisfied with? Because America is usually this thing that it's supposed to be this 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 great thousand points of light bullshit you know this we're supposed yeah, to be yeah. this great country but really we're not we fail the at that beacon of freedom yeah we, yeah. we democracy but, but we're this you know you can yeah. look at the 60s the 70s the 80s the 90s you know there's you can, at any given time you can say well were we really all that great no but we were supposed to be but we're, we're this are we striving for the thing that you know as a country you know nostalgia is a worse disease disease yeah. in the opioid epidemic because it just, it's its like uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, if your dad was a workaholic, that was great because he was just being a good provider. Fuck the fact that he never saw the family, was never there for anything or whatever. At least he's not drinking. At least he's not gambling. He's not whoring around. He's just a workaholic. Well, now we still have that same work ethic. We're just going nowhere. Right. We're not doing anything. We're building no community with anything. And so that's what I'm saying is that, you know, talking about... Yeah, and a like doesn't make a community. Exactly. Exactly. I don't consider... I, I don't consider the Democratic Party the left. I want the left to be a fucking machine to be feared. I want it to be something that, like you were saying yeah. about the Republicans, man, they are going to go to the fucking polls and they are going to tear it apart and shit it out. But, but remember what I was saying about the Republicans is they vote at a rate. They just vote yep. at that rate. The, the volatility in the voting system is in the Democratic side. Yep. So if the Democrats can 
put together something besides a shit show, then they could increase the volatility. I mean, that's exactly, you know, Obama was so far from a sure candidate, you oh, know, yeah. that first time. It was like, no way, no way. That's he, never going to happen. He was like happen. Jimmy Carter. He didn't, he didn't excite the right. He excited the left. He excited the Democratic Party. So if the Democrats mm-hmm. are actually going to defeat an unexcited right, because I got to tell you, the right is unexcited. They're united, but they're unexcited. If the Democrats are going to excite their base, they better fucking figure out what's the right candidate exactly to run. Exactly so. Exactly and, and, so. And, and, mm-hmm. and think fucking long and hard at this, New York, because yeah. if you're going to make this judgment call again, and you're going to foist another fucking Hillary on us, you know, some of us are going to vote, and some of us are not going to vote. I mean... I'm going to vote, but, yeah. but voting, some people but are not going to. Don't make me vote for Joe. You, you need to yeah. not just get the Democratic you know, base. You need the Democrats to be excited to vote because they're a squirrely fucking group of people. They are squirrely. Right. <laughs> Whoa! Should we move on to Endgame? Politics! Whoa! Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't necessarily... I really honestly wasn't dis- disagreeing about space exploration or anything else. It was just... I think kind of the sum of a thousand cuts where it's just like, oh, my God, we're so crowded in on by all these various thoughts and paths, and we just don't even have a clue as to where we're standing right now. Right. That's what gets yeah. me more than anything. Yeah. That's what I always wanted this podcast to really be about. It's like, <laughs> fuck, know where you are right now. Move on from there. Here's where I am right now. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of time to do the thousand cuts, and maybe we'll get down to, like, 50 candidates in the Democratic Party. One can only I, I, hope. I'm just, okay. Just to see if this will make Sputnik implode, I'm going to share one <laughs> piece of billionaire well, trivia. I was, what I was trying to say was I, I'm not I'm not imploding. I'm just saying is that I guess what I was reacting to is that we there, there does seem to be something circular about the things we talk about, simply because yeah. the issues and the candidates and the news is very circular. Um, it's sorry, a circle of the Vani crew. Yeah. Yeah. Please. A uh, vicious circle. A vicious circle, okay. <laughs> so um, I did want to say, and I I, I, well, I want to get back to, to, to what you were saying, Tori. I just wanted to put this one point in. I was recently um, uh, in Indiana, Indiana and um, I ended up watching a lot more of the Fox News than I Ooh. do normally. Yeah. So what alarmed me was that it actually seemed like news ah. and I thought is this because they're trying harder or is it because all the news has become this mm-hmm. it's just this little bit of flavor aid they just try to jam down your pile and say well yeah. look what's happening now look what's happening now breaking news breaking news <laughs> is it really breaking if it happened five fucking hours ago no it's not mm. it broke yeah, you know, Kennedy exactly. just got shot in a fucking brain box. That's breaking news. Martin Luther King Jr. got shot in a brain box. That's that's news. Well, back in the day, it was back in the not day, anymore. It was. Not that's anymore. what you break <laughs> in for. Spoilers, but you just don't you just don't come in every day and just say breaking news. It's like right. no, they've been literally talking yeah. about it through the whole twenty four seven news cycle. So, so yeah. that's the only point I was trying to make is, is that I think it's all just become this propaganda pabulum that's I, hard to. I right. don't ever watch. Yeah, news. I highly encourage CNN or headline well, news re- or you know, Fox I, news. I mean, I have my favorites that I read too, yeah. ProPublica, so on and so forth. But I do a lot of reading, yeah. but but I, I I just.
just can't stand the constant. Pattern. But a lot of people do watch that. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, pro- I probably watch too much of uh, CNN and MSNBC myself. But it's it's not something I'm proud of. It's kind of like I have it on in the background sometimes. Well, well yeah, but I, I mean, that's more is, what I'm talking about. I listen annoying. to the radio. I'm on the audio format yeah. with the podcast version of the news kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's in the background, but it's never on video. I never would want to watch. Yeah, but. Video. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's uh, that's toward, a good way but, to put but it. But yeah, yeah, we you got to take opportunities to deep dive on subjects. You know, there you go. Read entire books. Think. Watched well produced documentaries. You know, uh, you know and, what makes you less of a fanatic? Yeah. Questioning your positions constantly, not to the yeah, point exactly. where you occupy Wall Street and <laughs> not everyone can't. We, Steel we, beams don't melt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like let's just let's just you know come on. I, I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever been to any socialist meetings or not, but I have been here in Madison. And honest to God, if everybody fucking talks, we go nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. much of a joiner. Yeah. <laughs> I do you uh, think I was joining? No. I just wanted to see. I went to Passion of the Christ on the first night too, just because I wanted to watch all the goings on. I was not disappointed. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Tori, you were going to say something. So, sorry, I, what are you going to say? It's just one piece of billionaire trivia related <laughs> okay, to the space okay. race. Um, apparently, be... Jeff Bezos sells a billion dollars worth of Amazon stock every year mm-hmm. to, oh to fund Blue Origin. So that that's essentially their well, seed money. He probably makes a billion every year and then sells a billion every year, right? Yeah, I, he's the richest person in the world, <laughs> I think. So I mean, he's got the he's got the cash. This is not a big deal for him, but I, and I think Blue Origin actually actually has gotten a few government contracts too. But that's Blue Origin's budget, which is okay, fine. They they're going to be a player. They built that. They're the they're designing a moon lander, so they might get something done. They're designing a big rocket but, that might get something done, but it's yeah, it's whatever. It's a billionaire doing it, but that's yeah. But that's the way do, it is. Do you see any difference or similarity between that and say, I mean, you you still have uh, these fulfillment centers where if they could replace them by robots tomorrow, they'd fucking do it. Meanwhile, these people are just doing these soul-sucking jobs because they can't get anything else. No, they're working 50-plus hours a week yeah. and uh, in, yeah, exactly. yeah, falling asleep on you their know, feet. Sending I, all I this do Chinese, feel bad. Yeah, sending yeah. all this Chinese junk out. So right. really, in a certain sense, isn't it like John D. Rockefeller saying, you know, you know. Carnegie. Or Carnegie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people got boiled alive in the steam, steel cauldrons and, and so forth. But, but you know, look at this big music right. hall. The Isn't ends this nice? justify the means. Uh, oh, Rockefeller yeah. machine gunned a lot of people at the Ludlow Massacre, but... Well, look at look at all of these wonderful buildings. Look at these libraries. Pinkerton, look at Bill Gates. I mean, it's like these fuckers stepped on a lot of people to get where they are, to earn what they got, and then they take a little bit of it and they say, "But I want you to think of me as a good person, right, dude? You're gonna scanners. You're gonna blow up Sputnik's head. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying. It's like, am I supposed to get a warm and fuzzy? But he takes a billion dollars. Big deal. He probably wipes his ass with a billion dollars. 
<laughs> okay, the, the experiment was to, was to see if that would set you off, and yes, it did. <laughs> well, fine. I mean, honestly, you guys always go on about, do you know what, do you know what, uh, you know, Elon Musk did this week? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Took too much Ambien and started Twittering weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm supposed to look at him so, like, ooh, he but sees the no, future. I, I mean, no. I totally think that Amazon workers should get paid more, or there should be a higher minimum wage. And, and that's okay. right. So, yeah. so, boom, yeah. let's yeah. talk yeah. about Funneling that the first. Maybe. Then we'll talk about the billionaire pisses away right. on his rocket but launches. Actually, the, the thing I probably think the most is, I mean, we need to be taxing people like Jeff Bezos at a much higher rate. Oh, you mean oh, more, no. more, than, more than I'm being no. taxed? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think I pay more, more than in taxes Victor. than uh, That, that oh. should be the tax Elon rate Musk. for billionaires. Well, they should get taxed more than I mean, than with Victor. that kind of talk tour, yeah. then you're talking about taxing you know, great institutions. You know, like Amazon's the, running at a loss tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're, they're not making money. <laughs> no, no, it's just an experiment. <laughs> well, uh, we're, inve- we're reinvesting in the system. It's, it's a unicorn. It's, yeah. just, it's a unicorn. Yeah. We, we can't afford to pay you anything, government. It's like, it's yeah, like Uber. They lost fucking money when they went public yeah, yeah oh, amazon's not making money until ever they, yeah, until they take over that? the u.s treasury and actually make the money they make money themselves <laughs> right, right literally making <laughs> yeah, the money yeah, the best yeah, way to make themselves. that's just, an old counterfeiter thing is that the best way over, to make money is to make money so they're taking over every business <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm um, sorry i just yeah. it's just like every day when i'm reading the news or reading these articles i just see these people propped up and i'm thinking well i'm sure they said the same thing about jp morgan and all these cocksuckers back in the 1890s mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm sorry i'm not that fucking impressed again i would like to ask the question we were just talking about it's like what about the amazon fulfillment centers what about a minimum wage going across the board right, right. what about you know let's well, tax americans, them more than americans over the yeah. top support that they they do support the uh, an increase in the minimum wage if you look at the you know polling data on what people think about what's going on in America yeah. right now. They want an increase to the minimum wage and you know, it, right. it, it's just not going to happen because the the people do not control the, the governors right. anymore. It's, it's no longer a situation where we can do that because of Citizens United and things like that. So, sure. yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, look yeah. at all the things that Trump has pulled and a lot of them are in fact laws mm-hmm. that he can manipulate because the presidency has gotten too imperial. Now, yeah. I don't expect any president, Democrat or Republican or whatever, to come in and go, you know what? I think I'm going to write a bill to really limit my powers. Right. No, and just like that, I'm not going to expect some billionaire to say, you know what? You know what? I like you because you're just you. But that's, that's what George... <laughs> I'm give you some money. That's what George Washington did. He's maybe the only one, but he set the president. He said, after eight years, okay, I'm good. Let's someone I'm fucking Audi. Let's let let someone else be president. Yeah. Well, that's that's the weird and, thing. And is there should be a, tr- a peaceful transfer of power. They always talk about like this whole kind of Sith idea of the fact that absolute power corrupts, and you know, if if you were if Tor, if you were a multi billionaire, I mean, I just don't think that you would be. A horrible, manipulative, terrible person who just hoards more and more billions. I, but but it's, it's just weird. I would be manipulative, but not horrible. <laughs> I, I, ah. I did try to manipulate things to make things better. For, at least, for better. At better. least how I think things would be better. <laughs> But but we we don't hear we don't hear that much about that kind my of my will <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we've talked about this in previous you know if you're a billionaire it's just ridiculous because that that amount of money 
is is fifty lifetimes worth of money. One hundred and fifty. Oh yeah. shit! It's yeah. just crazy. So I just don't think that I would be a hoarder if I were a multi-billionaire. I'd oh be no, like, of course not, dude. I couldn't spend this money. You know, once you get to that level, yeah, if you're not yeah. Trump, you know, <laughs> you're not gonna blow that much money. So it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw money hand over fist at things that I appreciate. You know, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, uh, honestly, pay off a house, mm-hmm. and that's $100,000 or $200,000. Beyond that, I don't even care. Right. You know what I mean? I just I just can't fathom those people. And I've, I've known some people who are mm-hmm. super, super rich, and they have this perspective of being, oh, the government's taking all my money. And they, they have this greed and fear of the government yeah. wanting their money. I just, I don't see that happening to me. And, and a, a, a lot of mm-hmm. other people, you know, think that, well, well, if, if you're the kind of person who would do that, well, then you're not going to be a billionaire. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, you know, any biography mm-hmm. I've ever read about, you know, the robber barons or, or, you know, current or past, it's always the same thing. You didn't get that big pot of money because you're a wonderful human being. <laughs> You'll pay... Mm-hmm. For history to think of you and yeah. say nice things about you, but you're not a wonderful human being. <laughs> yeah. So, and but everyone goes, well, you know, you shouldn't be too hard on them because you know it's, um, yeah, yeah. I think you I can could be, be hard on them. They got a billion dollars to buy yeah, someone <laughs> oh, to give them a back rub. Or... Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the Hulk said, <laughs> dweeb. Hundred dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah. let's we, talk. We got to go to end game. End game. Well, wait. One more thing, uh, Amazon. Are you just going to keep fucking saying things just to see if you'll Tor- piss me off? No. Okay, l- let's not. I just want to say this and short conversation okay. at the most. I'm kidding, by the way. So. Amazon. Uh, apparently, they they're thinking of offering a bunch of their uh, you know fulfillment centers workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if the if the workers quit, they'll pay them twenty or like ten thousand dollars or something to start their own delivery businesses and be like independent delivery companies or something like that. So hmm. I didn't really read the article. I just saw the summary. That doesn't and, sound like, yeah, that it's, sounds it's, more it's, like franchising. It sounds more like cancer growth. Than, yeah, um, yeah. It sounds like just use your you, own car. You'd be an Uber for Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Do you really trust them? <laughs> and that's like, uh, no, I, yeah. I don't think I do. Yeah. Yeah. All no, right. no, you're right. I, I look. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I wasn't upset at anything you guys were saying. It's just. Um, I yeah, cried it a just, little. I, okay, <laughs> fine. I'm gonna be like Joseph Biden. Is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, 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 I don't think I said anything really bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well so, we we just formally like to apologize to all our billionaire listeners. Yeah, out yeah, there. yeah. Yes. Hard fucking cheese. Especially those of them that work in a fulfillment center <laughs> yeah. and listen to podcasts while they're fulfilling things. Or our code monkeys who are listening monkeys. to us while coding things. Yeah. We're very yeah. sorry. So, I'm just gonna listen to everything <laughs> Tank Ride's done because I'm coding endlessly. Because I feel yeah. so much better now. I'm not I'm not dirty or greasy, but I am working long soulless hours. <laughs> well, don't we all? I mean, God, yeah. that's why I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all actually saw Endgame, which I thought was amazing. Yes. Um 
which is great because um, generally, unless we all go to a movie at the same time, which would have been, I think, logistically impossible. Uh, it was tough. Yeah. You know. But I was happy to see it twice. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think if we incorporated a little time shifting, we probably could have all got yes, there at the could. same time. Time heist. And, if, <laughs> and <laughs> if we get all the stones back. That, We're going to spoil yeah. this movie immediately. So oh, if yes. you haven't watched I'm sorry. it, just we, you know, listen to the show. And, yeah. we, do, we do have spoilers in here. And, and honestly, we wouldn't be talking about it if... Um, the studio didn't already, and the actors didn't already take the yeah the spoiler bans off spoiler ban off yeah, so yeah I <sighs> thought it was I didn't even know they had fantastic. spoiler bans yeah they they did well see the thing is yeah. the uh, Far From Home Spider Man trailer came out on the Monday you know last Monday and uh, they didn't they they told everyone look spoilers are going to happen because we have these other movies coming out oh. that we have to talk about because so if they're coming out with a Spider Man movie that means <laughs> yeah maybe somehow Spider Man <laughs> yeah. Got out of wow. Endgame. You think Spider Man survived? <laughs> yeah. There was a certain part where I I have to say in the movie where I I just I just sort of looked down and go oh for fuck's sake I mean first of all it was like hard enough getting all this shit together but then you know when um, Smart Hulk had to talk to the Ancient One it's like oh yeah and then we'll bring all the stones right back <laughs> we'll bring yeah. them all right back <laughs> well, that, that was a big get that was like me. no we're gonna make this happen I'm like Bruce you're making a big promise there you, you better be able to fulfill that promise no we have to get all of them and then get them all back at exactly right. the same time but you know back to the beginning of the movie before we get too far into it like, sure of course I loved I mean, I loved how they really messed up the entire universe. I mean, yeah, the snap happened, you know, and and then there was that uh, scene. I still don't understand why there's all these boats around um, the Statue of Liberty. You know how there's all these when they did that wide shot over the Statue of Liberty, and there's this like shot of like all these people like they're trying to show that weird stuff has happened in America, oh, yeah. and then we're like five years later i'm like holy shit we just jumped five years you know Uh and i I thought that was really neat yeah but it sets up all kinds of issues because oh sure you know time stories always do half the people are gone and then and then if we think forward to the end of the movie oh now they're just back but i guess they're five years younger you know than everybody well yeah there was some of them that the digitizing was pretty amazing but like uh michael douglas um as Henry Pym. Oh, he looked back great. in 72. He was awesome. And of course, I got to give out big props to Stig- Digital Stan Lee. Oh, Stan yeah. Lee's cameo was fantastic. Yeah, very did good. he film that before he was died? Yeah. Before he died? Yeah. Oh, okay. he did actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. I yeah. thought they yeah, actually just okay. dis- digitized that in. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I don't... just to make him look younger. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know if there's going to be another one oh. after that where he's actually. You know, in it, you know. Well, maybe. I mean, they can do digitizing or whatever, but who knows how far they'll go. I'd like to know, actually, because it's cool. His cameos are always really Mm -hmm. fun. But it was nice to see Henry Henry Pym's character. It was really nice to see Tony Stark's character. I mean, the way they referenced every goddamn movie in the Marvel universe. Now, see, I, I, I did not see all the movies, I clearly admit. And even the ones I have seen, I wasn't looking for all the... Bits and pieces that, you know, were all kind of answered and, and told. <laughs> kind of like Game of Thrones. There's no fucking way you're going to take all those threads and tie those together well, next week. But yeah. okay, whatever. Game of Thrones, I'll just say very quickly that I, I there's a lot of hate on the internet about this last season I, of Game of Thrones. I don't understand that. I'm like, just shut up. Because, you know, th- they're wrapping it up and it's going to end and that's just it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it and I... I 
you know, I've enjoyed it up to this penultimate episode, and now we're going to get the last one next mm-hmm. week. I think it's I think it's great, and it's fine. And y- we knew these characters were going to do the things that they're kind of doing anyway. So I don't know. I think I think it's like when um, a teenager goes off to college and they have to like yeah. hate their parents. Yeah, it's, it's like all the um, all the people are like, "Well, Game of Thrones is ending now. I've got to just hate it." You know, yeah. in, the, in the last yeah. senior year, I've got to hate the show. <laughs> I got yeah. to hate the last two or three episodes. It's, it's, Shut it's, up. It's the, yeah, kind of the internet <laughs> culture. You got to be a you know. It's aggressive. It's you gotta, aggressively mean right now. You got to prove your superiority by pointing out how something else is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's but, that's the very de- uh, very definition of lack of self confidence. Is like I I yeah. have to, I have to tear something down twice as much to make myself feel half <laughs> yeah. as big. Yeah, yeah. But but I gotta say, but, like um, about about Endgame, big picture. It's right now made uh, you know two billion five hundred and three million dollars. <laughs> it's surpassed Titanic. It's yeah, surpassed yeah. Titanic. It's just got hit Avatar, you know, huh. and then it's going to be the most popular movie ever. Dude, it's got to beat Avatar. I mean, it's oh, so God. much better than Avatar. I, I, I loved so. Avatar, but yeah. it's so much better. And I just, I just, I just hope it crushes it in the box office. I was shocked <laughs> to hear there's going to be an it Avatar will. two. And I'm like, do we no, really? Avatar two, three, four, and probably fuck five. Me. Oh, He's filming them simultaneously. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Wow. Cameron's going nuts right now filming Jesus. his Avatar. What is he? Does he? Is he going to start like Atlantis down <laughs> at the bottom of the Mariana Trench? <laughs> yeah. That's where he's filming the whole. Going down to the Challenger Deep. That's fucking it. Yeah. But hey, of the other, you know, these like 7,000 movies that led up to Endgame, the, the one that probably had the most tie-ins was probably Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, it actually fleshed it out a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I guess you're right. It did It did actually make kind of more and, sense to in me. In Age of Ultron, they, um, they actually used the, the phrase Endgame mm-hmm. in that movie oh, one yeah, time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we finally got our Avengers Assemble. You know, and, and Captain yeah. should just yell that out. Like when he's on the very end and he's like, Avengers! And he goes, Assemble. I'm like, no, 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 you should have yelled that out. <laughs> okay, can, can I just say, for me, the absolute del- Okay, I mean, very, very dark themes in this movie. I yeah. mean, it starts off dark, it stays dark. Yeah. But the humor was top end. So good. Everything oh, yeah. was, it hit right down the line. But I got to say, the absolute joy of the movie for me was the story arc of Fat Thor. <laughs> Fat, oh, yeah. Th- yeah. Fat yeah. Thor was fucking awesome. <laughs> He's back calling me a dickhead again. <laughs> is, it, is it New Master 69? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so I give you those headphones <laughs> so <laughs> good you know and then like Asgard is just like this little fishing village <laughs> you know yeah. they're all just kind of hanging out yeah, you know yeah. good fishing but um, well and then and then Tony Stark calls everybody movie references so he's like yeah all right, moving out, Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear. I, I, I actually turned to Victor and I said, "What did he?" Do? And he said, "Oh yeah, Lebowski, perfect." Yeah. They're like, is he asleep? Yeah. No, I think he's dead. <laughs> oh yeah, and he kept, especially when he goes back to Asgard. And their what was it? Thor: Dark World. It was a reference to Dark World, which Dark World is one of the least appreciated movies. And he gets that really sweet scene with his mother. Yeah, and it's so well Rene done. Rene Russo, which was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and and uh, there's a reference to Jane, and it, and th- there's that whole bittersweet thing about the Jane character that they're broken yes. up, and yeah, you know, and, and he's trying to go. Th- 
there's a scene where he's explaining all his like problems with Jane and his mother and everything, and everyone's bored with it, and they're like, "He's drunk. We don't know what he's doing." Yeah. But but when they when they flash to the characters, they're all rolling their eyes and stuff, and then they flash at Ant Man, and he's like totally into it. He's like <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. invested. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's so great. I saw yeah. that when I watched it with you because that was my second viewing, and he was like, "Yeah, tell me," because you know he's always so excited about yes, Captain Rogers, uh, America, Steve. Steve. <laughs> he's, he's so excited to be an inve- right. Enge- yeah. Avenger. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a bit like Spider Man in that in that way. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Watch that again, and uh, it, it was super fun. He's so into it. <laughs> I think that they did everything. Yeah. I, I read an article where uh, on the uh, Guardian, and they were talking about how they had played with the various story arcs and so forth uh, throughout the year, months and years and so forth, and how they wanted to to make it. And and I, you know, seeing some of the alternatives they could have taken, they really made the best possible choices. I think all the way through, especially yeah. with you know the fact that. Tony Stark's character, which had always been—I mean, I always liked him, and I, I liked Iron Man. Well, a lot. he was an unlikely first Marvel movie. I mean, it was exactly. so unlikely. It yes. was like, yes. and, and I remember we did a podcast right about when it came because that was ten years ago. Yeah. So and, Iron uh, Man One was the first one. Yes, that yeah, was the that was very the first, first Marvel movie, and it was of this, this of the, this of the twenty-two Marvel Cinematic yeah, yeah. Universe, Pantheon. the MCU. Yeah. yeah, and um, it was directed by John uh, Favreau, who. He's oh, a, yeah. funny. Yeah, he's a great director, and he plays the character Happy. Happy. Yep. And uh, and I loved seeing Happy in this. So there was a lot of buttons being pushed at the yeah. end of this movie, especially. Um, but yeah, he directed it, and he did a lot of things. Um, not CGI. He did a lot of practical effects, which really worked well for the first Iron Man movie. Um, it was really neat to have that practical effect going on because it made it yeah. more real but robert downey jr you and i had talked about it and you were like god i don't see it and I, I was like no i totally see it he's gonna be a great iron man because you know he had he had the alcohol problem he had you know in he real did. life he had all these problems and i'm like i could see that as a sarcastic great tony stark character it is with but, his flaws. but it was <clears throat> he was a little bit of a two-note song Mm-hmm. So what I liked about Endgame was is that they gave him a daughter. Oof. You know, he mm-hmm. was married. He was living out. So, so in fact, his post Thanos life was actually pretty good. Really good. Yeah. And he, he got his five years basically yeah, in the sun. Exactly. And then he's like, "That's the hero game." And and his talk <laughs> with his father back in '72 oh. was great too because. Yes. You know, his dad was kind of an arrogant prick like him, too. And he mm-hmm. had this, like, really kind of nice scene. And it was just kind of funny when he hugged him. And it's like, that would have been so inappropriate in 70. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there were times, like, literally, when I was watching the movie with you, I teared up several times. I did, too. And I was like, oh, my God, Tony's yeah, just yeah. realizing this, you know. And God, I got to tell you, at the mm-hmm. end, when they had the old Steve Rogers, I, I thought I was just going to bust out. Oh, yeah. I just oh, thought yeah. that was so. You know what yeah. it reminded me of? Uh, Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. When um, the last Quantum Leap, where where um, um, he makes the choice to keep leaping, so Al gets his wish of of yeah. getting released and dancing with his first wife and everything, and he had a happy life and everything. And I thought, oh, it just that's so good because that was like Jesus Christ. Well, what has this guy got to? As we're leading up to that, and he's getting on the stand with Mjolnir. It was really cool that Mjolnir oh, had yeah. to get returned. So maybe there, I don't know. Maybe we'll get Mjolnir back sometime because I'm I miss it. But um, uh, you you knew that Bucky knew 
that he was not coming back. Because the way Bucky said goodbye to him was so right. long and like, I'm going to miss you. And he's like, you know, it's literally going to be yeah, 10 no, seconds. Yeah, you're right. Bucky yeah. you. Bucky and uh, he's uh-huh. like, oh, we're not going to see you again. And then having him come back was a big surprise. But It really yeah. was. I love the mantle shift of, uh, you know, Sam being, you know, the Falcon, you know, moving on to a Captain America kind of role. Um, I think he'd be a, a great Captain America. And you know what? I'll, I just wanted to say, too, about the, the fact that... Uh, it was great how when Captain America was able to oh. hold the hammer. Well, and he that, said, he said, I knew it. I knew it. You know, Thor said, I knew it. Yes. Yes. And then it was even better when he said, no, I'll take the big one. You take the little yeah. one. Well, it was Age of Ultron yeah. again where yeah. Uh, yeah. there was that the, little waiver where uh, Steve like grabbed the hammer and Thor got really nervous. Yeah, but fucking Vision and, just and, handed it to him. Right. But, but Vision's yeah. a robot. It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't but count. like if an elevator moves it, does that count? Vision also had a stone <laughs> in his head. Right. Oh, that's right. He had yeah. an Infinity Stone. Stone. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But but it also you know proved in that movie Vision's purity that he wasn't going to yeah. go yeah. align with uh, Ultron. Right. But he was really worried about Steve because you know Thor always. Yeah. I mean, I love that they did this with Thor. That he has this inferiority complex, and they yeah. really yeah. played it up in this movie because of his. You know, he's always had that the comedy of Chris. Uh, what is it, uh, Chris Pratt? No, no, not Chris. Oh, uh, the other Chris, Chris, not Evans. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth okay, yeah. is, is able to do the comedy of that kind of insecurity. Like really, Thor really well. Rangarok, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rangarok. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. Yeah, I want to watch that one again. Yeah, that was my favorite uh, Marvel. Movie I really did enjoy that up until Endgame. Up until Endgame, Ragnarok was my favorite. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. the just slightly behind was Infinity War, and now it's Endgame because I, I really felt like they grabbed so many of the things I enjoyed about those movies and made those movies better. By doing the time heist, and I loved all the time travel yeah. references, you know, mm. where Ant Man's like, "So Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit." <laughs> yeah, they kept referencing like yeah, every yeah, time yeah. movie. Die like, Hard. Oh wait, now that's not one. <laughs> why do you keep talking about rules? What are you talking about? It's, well, you know, you can't like meet yourself or your, your grandpa or you know change the future. And... Oh man, so, it was so yeah. good. And I loved and when they're in Asgard and all the guards were chasing Rocket and they were like, "Get that rabbit." <laughs> Yeah, and th- this idea that all the Asgardians see Rocket as a rabbit. Yeah, he's just a rabbit. But I I love Rocket it. had some great scenes oh. in there too, because like Thor originally didn't really want to go, and he says, "Well, you know, there's beer on the ship." Fuck <laughs> 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 off, he goes. It's like Jesus, that was whatever great. it takes. Wow. Man, I love that. Yeah, and 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 the the plot lines, the way they they the way they weaved it together to bring Thanos forward you mm-hmm. know with the nebula that was so smart and then you, you gotta say <laughs> i'm just all over the place because i'm so excited no about no this. go ahead but but uh with with clint and with us uh, um when they went to uh the red skull to go get the soul stone yeah oh yeah and they had they had to have this fight over who was going to be sacrificed right i honestly didn't know who was going to end up being sacrificed yeah, yeah. they were originally going to do hawkeye were they really yeah because i was thinking yeah that that makes sense because he, yeah. he, he did the ronin character reference to the comic book which mm-hmm. was great um mm-hmm. i i really like seeing that but then you know he had the kids and the family or whatever right well in fact mm-hmm. they were going to switch uh thor's and hawkeye's arc so, so Thor would have been the one on a big revenge run, and Whoa. and Hawkeye would have been just. But see, that wouldn't have worked because because the one of the the directors said he goes, well, that wouldn't make any sense because Thor was kind of on a revenge run in the last one. So, what is this guy pissed off all the time? I mean, no, 
Yeah, you yeah. know, and you they know made what, the right choice. You know what I yeah, liked about it too definitely. is when he when he energized up with the lightning, he didn't become like all Thorish again. He was still like you know fat fat Thor. Yeah, yeah. I love fat Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a real Norwegian god. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's. But I mean, I would love to get a T-shirt that said, you know, had a picture of Fat Thor on it. Said the Thor for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that battle with the Soul Stone. I mean, you know, there there is a Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch. There is a Black Widow movie being made. Right. So it was really odd. It's that going to be a prequel. Bit it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. But yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe they'll figure out a way out of it. But it, it made sense for her character arc for her to be like, no, I'm here for this, and I've got to make sure that you let me go. And that whole battle played out. I was on the first viewing just completely. Oh my god, yeah, what's what going to happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that freaked me out, and and it was it was great. But um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of hoping there'd be some odd way they could both get out of it. Yeah. Well, and I knew stone, going but... into this movie, people are going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew things were going to get bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and one more thing. I loved how Fat Thor was fucking with uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. On the ship. That was awesome. <laughs> they let it linger. Yeah, yeah. We, we know who's in charge. Oh, well, certainly it's you. <laughs> certainly <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Battle with knives. <laughs> I got a bunch of knives. <laughs> I got a bunch of knives. <laughs> oh, we don't have to do knives. No, no, we won't do <laughs> We know who's in charge. It's me, right? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. God, it was so well done. It really was. It, it hit every note. But it had the camaraderie, too. Oh, all right, let's go back to Smart Hulk, because Smart Hulk was really great. Because that, out of the blue, you're yeah. introduced to Smart Hulk. With just no... Eating breakfast. Boom. He's just eating breakfast, and he's he's excited mm. because not only has he figured out over that 18 months that he had to combine himself that he wanted to be liked. And that was right. the whole thing about the Hulk is he didn't yeah. want to be hated, and uh, yeah, and then he's like Hulk out <laughs> with the kids, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, say green, yeah. <laughs> well, I liked too when he had to he had to went back in time and he had to rage and he goes nah, nah. nah. gar, <laughs> and he's just like not into it. <laughs> well, and then and then the Loki character, so Loki's gonna get his own show on. Um, Disney Plus channel. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and so <laughs> what's funny is... He is he, a good Loki. Yeah, and people pointed out, they were like, well, we all know Loki's story arc. You know, Avengers 1, uh, arrive, steal the Mind Stone. <laughs> Avengers this, you know, arrive, steal the Mind Stone. <laughs> right. Avengers Endgame, arrive, steal the Mind Stone. So it's like, that's all he does. Um, right. But I don't know if he died or what happened in, you know, I don't know what Loki we're going to get or how this time travel thing plays or if... Loki, by being involved in this now, would know that he was supposed to be killed mm-hmm. by Thanos, and then would, who, I don't know, it's just crazy. So, <gasps> oh, yeah. oh, Tor, this is it one. It could take place in the 80s or 90s. This is one I got to ask you specifically. Okay. When, when, um, Tony Stark was in 1972, and he and he and he grabbed this shit, and they were and the woman was trying to describe him. He said, "Well, what what kind of beard? Sort of beatnik or Mungo Jerry?" And he goes, "Oh, definitely Mungo, Mungo Jerry." Jerry. <laughs> I thought, "Oh God, Tor is going to get that." Well, <laughs> the Russo brothers directed. Um, they directed uh, Community, and um, that's why when in Avengers, what what was the one uh, where they're all fighting each other? Well, no, that was Captain America. Where Civil War, or something. Civil War, yeah, where yeah. they're all in the airport and they're all having the battle in the you know place where where no civilians were mm-hmm. and no one could get hurt. There was a stair car, 
uh, which is a total Arrested Development uh, thing. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So, so they, but, but they, they, they like to throw these little uh, things into things they directed. And so for gotcha. they directed Community as well. So uh, Abed from Community was in another movie, and uh, in this movie they, Funny. the black woman um, was the woman. Oh yes, yeah, from yes, Community. I did spot that. Yeah, and uh, also the security guard. So we all have to, you know, light a candle for the rat that. Uh, released Ant-Man from the van. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because without Ant-Man from the van, we wouldn't have any of this. But um, the security guard was uh, Chang from Community. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to fit in all these actors that they worked with. Jeff Winger, I think, is the only one that hasn't been mm-hmm. in an Avengers movie. So... But, and that's probably a good thing because if you yeah. see Joel McHale, you're going to be like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> I love Joel McHale. I do too. So much. I wish the soup would come back. Oh, I God. really do because I was really disappointed when it got canceled. He watches again. it so you don't have mm. to. God, and I appreciated that because I I learned more about all these shitty reality shows, and it's like I'm not going to fucking watch. Yeah, I can't them, believe but. they actually made that. But the um, the Russo brothers. So one of the Russo, the couple of things the movie got flack for was one of the Russo brothers played a, a gay character. Um, okay. Remember, uh, Captain America is having that uh, group meeting with a bunch of guys, and one of them's like, "Well, I had this date the other night, and uh, you know, I cried and he cried." And oh yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so I think they got crap because they patted themselves on the back for having one of the characters be gay, and one of them played that character. And I'm like, well, whatever. It it was maybe you just wanted to be in the movie. It's a little toss off. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. And it's cool that it's inclusive and I don't think people should take that so seriously or be so upset about that. The other thing is, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the movie when, when Captain America is standing by himself ready to just you know, his shield's all fucked up. Yeah. And he's just he like, gets up, brushes and stra- stuff. Off. You know, he's he's like shaking, like that PTSD kind of mm-hmm. shaking and straps the sleeve on. He's like, I'm gonna do this, you know? And um facing off against Thanos and then all of a sudden all the Doctor Strange, you know, portals open and there's this one shot in that battle where it's all the Marvel women who are, you know, gonna okay. go save. And people were like, yeah. eh, that felt a little foisted. You put all the women together. Yeah, but to my daughter your... liked that. I, I know, yeah. I know. And, and well, so did why? mine. Yeah, why? So did mine. But what the hell would that matter? I mean. I noticed yeah. it when I watched it the first time. And I was like, well, that's a little little hokey. But I was like, whatever. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't in yeah. any way upset about it. And then I read an article. I can't remember. I think mm-hmm. she was on the Slash Film website. Wrote. Uh, a female reviewer wrote an article about how she was upset about how it was just, you know, played off, uh, you know, bullshit, representationalism, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, we, it's, it's Iron Man. It's Captain America. It's, you know, you're dealing with, yes, obviously male characters and yes, it's going to take a little time and we're going to build towards some female characters yeah. I don't know. I, it, it just it just it, felt like gotchaism where people were trying to be upset about something. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it was sort of yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was trying to maybe fit into 2019. Uh, you know, yeah. the the Me Too climate. But on the other hand, if you think about it, okay, you're on this battlefield, a crazy battlefield with superheroes and supervillains and yeah, it was huge. Everything else. Uh, who's to say? You know, the females don't suddenly all get together <laughs> yeah. and decide, 
Yeah, let's show them what <laughs> we can do, you know? Because, I mean, they're superheroes. Everybody's trying to kind of show they got the best stuff. <laughs> I think right? we should just yeah. Photoshop an Ant-Man in the middle of it and just be like, no, no, no. Ant-Man's in there. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about it, ladies. <laughs> There's yeah. a man in there still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me too now. I yeah. think yes. <laughs> that's still a yeah. <laughs> they can do that. Time's time. up. <coughs> Hashtag time heist. Well, I just you know things like that. I just yeah. I thought the movie was phenomenal. And, I did too. You know, I really, really, at, really at a enjoyed three it. Three hour running time. It did not feel like three hours. It did not to me either. It it just it it played and played yeah. and played. Even the the end chase that starts with Hawkeye, and you know Hawkeye he. He gets slagged on every now and then for not being such a superhero, and I've always liked Hawkeye, even as Hawkeye and as Ronan. Um, but when he's got the gauntlet and he finds the gauntlet after, you know, they all should have been dead, you know, with all the nukes being rained down on them right. or whatever, you know, not nukes, bombs yeah. being shot down. <laughs> I thought Ant Man was dead when when you know he got hit. When he's just marveling at the birds flying outside, I always love that. I was like, Thanos is kill Ant Man. Thanos ship was was it's like so big that it had its own weather system because it always seemed to be coming out of a cloud mm-hmm. bank. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. then, then that chase scene starts with Hawkeye, and and they it was just moving the football from one character to another character to another character. I, I thought that was really well choreographed, and and then by the time characters like Spider Man show up. And you get the big Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man hug, because that's really the impetus for Tony. Is like, not only did I figure it out, because I'm the smartest guy ever, and maybe I shouldn't do this, but I have to, because I figured it out, so I'm going to do the time travel yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You, you want to get the kid back. Yeah, and he and Pepper, and it was like, he was like, I just can't ruin my life. I can't ruin Morgan. I can't, you know... I have to keep my five years, you know, however this time travel thing works out. You know, it was right. cool that he was, like, dedicated. He was like... I just want this time. Yeah, I have to keep this. But then but then he had that great line about, well, that's a superhero gig, you know? I kind of like... I liked how the Ancient One had um, questioned that maybe she fucked up by picking Stephen Strange to be well, Doctor Strange. That cause... was where she stumbled <laughs> and she was like... He he what? He gave you what? He gave the yeah. time stone willingly. Then I guess I'll give you the time stone. <laughs> yeah. Then here you go. Yeah, I know. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so well done. It really was. And it was, it was a neat fun that movie. Thanos' bad guys got to come back. You know, because a lot of people in Infinity War were upset because they got short shrift, because they, they were eliminated pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And uh nope, they're all back again. Everyone's back. Even Nebula and Gamora were back. Not Gamera. I miss Gamera. No. Uh, <laughs> I always call her Gamera, and then I picture the flying turtle. I, I know, I know. Yeah, doing the spin, the laser yeah, yeah. spin. Yeah. We yeah. are eating Gamera. I wonder if Gamera will be in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. We have got to oh, fucking see that. I hope, so. I hope so. That looks so good. When Godzilla like just arches back and does that, you know, the, the fire breath. I'm just all over that. And it's fucking Rodan. I love Rodan. Yeah, Rodan's great. Mothra, the whole Hee Haw gang. Eleven is in it. (laughs) The whole Hee Haw gang. (laughs) Yep. No Mechagodzilla, but that wouldn't make sense. (laughs) No, maybe later. (laughs) But but then they did um they did they did the whole they did the whole thing with uh you know, you got your Spider Man, you got your Iron Man together again, you got Cap standing off. I don't know, uh Captain Marvel 
you haven't seen the movie yet, so... Well, that's okay, because I don't worry about spoilers or anything, but what I liked about Captain Marvel's character, not having seen that movie, but watching her role in Endgame, I thought that she was this really strong female lead, like Gal Gadot is in the DC universe. You know, it's Mm. like, like great that they have this, you know, like, you know, the probably the most powerful person, the, yeah. the leader, is this woman, not, you know, all, like, you know, Smart Hulk or Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah. And they, they had to nerf her by having her go away every now and then, but right. I thought it was well explained because, you know, I always hated how they nerfed uh, Vision because, you know, Vision, you know, could change his density and just disappear and no one right. can touch him, you know. Uh, and they had to do that with her, but you have to do that with those characters. Well, yeah, so, because her patrol area, it's, it's like Green Lantern. It's yeah. like, Earth is just one part of do, your patrol yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got shit to uh-huh. do. I don't, you know. Yeah. Can't see here jibber-jabbering but, with you all day. But, but uh-huh. that scene on the battlefield where all of a sudden all the guns from Thanos' machine just start aiming up at the sky. Yeah. And uh, Tony's like, uh, Friday, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> it seems something has entered the orbit. <laughs> and it was like all of a sudden they're just firing at the sky. And I'm like, Captain Marvel's coming back. <laughs> it just felt so cool. That was almost yeah. almost as cool as Thor coming in. Uh, in Infinity War, at the end with Stormbreaker, where he he just lands and starts destroying. People. I do like Stormbreaker a lot because it has that sort of gnarled handle mm-hmm. and then the big axe head. Oh, I mean, is that what the axe is called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah, Stormbreaker. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the gnarled thing is Groot's arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot but that. I'm just such an old school Norwegian that it's like, I, you know, Mjolnir. You can't just kill Mjolnir. No, but it actually reminds me of um, the hammer that Better Ray Bill had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was shorter than this one. And you saw the Better Ray Bill face on the Ragnarok structure. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Sweet! Dude, I would totally watch a Beta Ray Bill movie. If you just did Beta Ray Bill, I would be like, yes, just there and there and there. Which one's Beta Ray Bill? Oh, he was only in the comic book? Yeah, in the comics, he's like a a crazy horse character kind of janitor guy. He is like like BoJack Horseman, (laughs) yeah, yeah, kind of. He's like BoJack Horseman gets Thor's hammer. Yeah, he has this weird beaky... Yeah, he's an alien guy who stumbles on the hammer, right, and then ends up as Thor. Okay. A one-off movie of Beta Ray Bill would be awesome. Yeah. So so the thing was <laughs> is that he was like the protector. He was the, the best that the species had, and his whole race was in the ship. And I forget what had fucking happened, but somehow he got a hold of, of the hammer. Mjolnir, yeah. Mjolnir. And, and, uh, it he, said he was worthy. And he said he was worthy, and he became Thor. And then, you know, Odin said, well, shit. You know, you, you can't have that one, but I'll I'll make you another one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, wait. You're talking about Milnor, the hammer being destroyed, right? Yeah. Did you mention? Yeah, Hella destroyed it. Yeah. But so in the time did... heist, Captain Rogers returns the hammer back to its original place. Right. Just like the stones, so the hammer would be destroyed. Yeah, because Thor shouldn't okay. have really taken it. But he said, well, But he's Thor. <laughs> yeah, he's Thor, and he put his hand out, and that's why he was saying, it's like, okay, usually takes a little while. And then he came uh-huh. whipping Boom. in, yeah. And he yeah. goes, oh, good, I got it. that's why hand. they had it for the battle, which is really cool. I just okay. kind of wish they could have figured out a way to keep it, you know? Yeah. Boy, I got to see Captain. Well, what, did you guys wait, wait all the way through the end of the movie? No. To see if there's a last scene? No, there aren't any last scenes. There wasn't a last scene. No. But there was 
It it went quiet, yep. and there was the sound of a hammer hitting so, something. So the Russo brothers said that oh, that yeah. was You're an homage. Right. That was an homage to Tony Stark making his first heart. Oh, in Iron okay. Man oh, number one. Sure. So so yeah. at the Tony Stark funeral, I gotta say a couple things. Um, where where they um they took that heart uh, coil that he made. And uh, put it off to sea, basically, as, as part of the funeral, as proof that Tony Stark has a heart. And that's what he built in the cave. That, that okay. he, you know, he told Pepper to throw away in one of the early Iron Man movies, but she kept it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it was, it, was, uh-huh. it was really, really cool and touching. And everyone at that funeral, like, everyone was questioning, like, well, who's that kid standing by himself? And they even referenced Iron Man 2 because the kid... Uh, was a teenage version of a young 10-year-old kid that he encountered in Iron Man 2 that saved his life, whatever, when he was having all these problems in part of the plot of Iron Man 2. So, Oh, that guy, that yeah. kid, yeah. He's a that... random teenager, and you're, everyone's like, well, who's that teenage kid? And uh, it yeah, was from I, Iron Man 2. I know. I can't. Okay, I missed what, that, but Iron Man 2 was one of my favorites. I think it was 2. That's... Isn't that or the one it, with Mickey Rourke? Are you thinking of three? three? Maybe I'm thinking of three. Uh, I was going to say, he was the kid that had him in the workshop and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. where, where yeah. he's like in yeah. Iowa or whatever. Two is the throwaway with Mickey Rourke and the... Hey, that's not a throwaway. That's Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. We don't throw away Mickey I like Rourke. I two. But yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe that was in three. Maybe it's three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kid from Iron Man 3. And and I forget his name. Um, The guy from um, Moon. Yeah, Hammer. Sam Rockwell. The, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah. He was in two. Yeah, he was in two. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he Sam, was Sam was actually, he actually auditioned to be Iron Man. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's kind of cool that he's Justin Hammer, you know. That's funny. Against I, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah. as Iron Man. Yeah. Everyone really wanted a piece of this one. Oh, yeah. But wow. God, he's such a great actor and he's such a he great is. mealy mouth. Yeah, great villain. But yeah, so uh-huh. he's a kid from Iron Man 3. And I'm, I'm just. I'm slowly going through them again with the kids and uh, okay. Godzuki and I are watching. We're we're almost at the end of the first Captain America. One of the problems is I'm confused about um, the Red Skull because I don't remember, and I'm ten minutes away from that watching was, the end of the that first was Captain my America. Question to you yeah. was like, I don't remember the Red Skull being in charge of the Soul Stone, or or how based on how what happened escaped. with the Tesseract, he ended up uh, being stuck as the Soul Stone. Person, but it's really a cool nod that he was, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't remember yeah. how he got there. I, I know I recognized him as from the Captain America yeah. movie when yeah. I saw. Well, totally totally Red Skull. <laughs> well, that's not yeah. your only problem, Liebchen. <laughs> but I, I also, had, oh. I also <laughs> had trouble with um, the time travel aspect of Captain America traveling through time to go live with Peggy, obviously, um, for however many decades he did, and then showing up again is that an alternate timeline does the timeline meld again does he know everything he knows like um when you, peggy you just, you just don't understand time travel when he's living all right when <laughs> no, he's living with peggy and she says oh my god jfk's been killed was he like oh <laughs> jfk's been killed <laughs> you know he would have known that <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's from the future you know uh, there's well, so many uh, things he would have known and yeah. could have changed. Maybe, maybe um, I thought I was thinking about that too, and it's like, well, maybe he was, he was one of the things that had to be returned to its proper timeline too, for, in order for it to take. Right. Its... Well, I mean, honestly, when they yeah. when they showed him dancing in that, I in the house, I kind of felt like it was like a, a snow globe, and it was more like 
Cap is just going to retire and relax and hide and not really be involved in the world. But then I, I also was thinking, well, yeah, that makes sense because he, he can be with Peggy. And then I was thinking, well, maybe it happened in the same universe as what we know mm-hmm. because, you know, we never really knew what happened with Peggy. And maybe he was there the whole time and was, you know, Peggy got married to another soldier. And, you know, it was actually Cap, but Cap never uh, put it together to, that it was him. And uh, she never told him. And when she he, never told him. Because he, went, he oh, met, her at, sure. met her at her deathbed or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was such a sad scene. Yeah, it was yeah. totally yeah. sad. Oh, my God. But, I mean, I, they could have. I don't think they wrote it that way, but they could have. And they could have just said, no, secretly, Cap was there the whole time. You know, and they, they could have set that up. But then I think people would have said... Well, then he could have stopped this and that and that and that and that and that, and yeah, it would have been like a. It would have been you a never continuity. Think that much about time, time travel, travel. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. yeah, I've watched Primer way too many times, so yeah. I know oh, not geez, to think too much about time movie, travel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched that movie, I had a headache. But I love, I, I love, 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 love time travel movies. So oh, yeah, me too. When, when I got into Endgame, yeah. and I got to tell you, in the first fifteen minutes, when Thor and everyone, Captain Marvel's like, I'm gonna go kill Thanos. And they're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> uh, we're coming with you. <laughs> and they're like, all right, fine. And they, they went off to go find him in the garden, you know, and they did. And, you know, Thor takes his revenge. I was like, holy shit, this movie. You yeah. know, because that was hardcore. That was so yeah. fierce. And then well, I was I thought like, it was, the movie was three hours long. And yeah. 30 yeah. minutes. Like, so, well, I guess that yeah. wraps that up. That wraps up. And then, um, and then they then they figure out, oh no, this is going to be a time travel thing. And then I was like, holy shit! I had no idea this would be a time travel. Well, that's movie. what I was saying is when it got to the point where you know Smart Hulk and the ancient one were talking, he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, why don't you? Why don't you tie him to your nuts and try to get him back to their original <laughs> positions? I mean, why don't you just keep you know coming up with yet one more wrinkle? But man, they did it all, including yeah, you know like the so thing well. with Captain America. I love how yeah. the Hulk didn't you know Banner was like, "This is not in my field. I can't do yeah. this." But he tried anyway, you know, right. and, and failed yeah. in, in a ridiculously movie way. No, it's Ant Man as a baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone feed my suit. <laughs> Maybe it was me. Maybe Maybe it was old me. Maybe it was young me. I don't know. It's just me. Yeah. But but then when Tony figured out and showed up and everything, they they actually worked on it. I was like, well, that's that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. And then Tony dying makes it so that time travel is not such an easy thing you just do. Not only did they kill Tony, but they killed, you know, the whole building. You know, so there's no longer, you know. So it's kind of cool that you don't get this easy write off where you can just oh we'll just time travel all the time. One thing. Though when uh, they started going back in time, one thought that crossed my head is like, oh, no, this is just going to be a clip show. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Because <laughs> there you go. All going back to all the previous Someone movies. should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Where they play theme music. Here's the clip. Remember when we, <laughs> you know, when we did that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like at the end of Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god but but uh, tony's emotional goodbye was really well done and i thought so too and very unexpected yeah apparently they they filmed it where tony didn't say anything and uh they they were like eh, this doesn't quite work so they had to call him back and say well, 
we got to figure out, a, you know, something else to do in this scene, and we'll try yeah. it. And he's like, how about I just say, I am Iron Man. Like, Get the camera's out! <laughs> the camera's out! We're going to do yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. Uh-huh. And him being the mentor for Spider-Man was just perfect, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think the whole universe, in the cinematic universe, I think it's really set up and done and awesome it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see where they go from here now yeah. that this yeah. has all been kind of wrapped up and it, it's an amazing collection of work yeah you know it really it's is. not just one good film I mean, it's, it's like just it's couple changed dozen. movies yeah. oh yeah i mean yeah. really change the academy they're, they're yeah. you know basically got i mean if endgame doesn't get an oscar well fuck you oh yeah yeah no yeah. It, it should and yeah. I, you know i think it'll outrun it'll outrun avatar in the next couple weeks i think it'll oh, i'm sure you're it'll right. win the I, I hope so. Anyway, well, I was I was hearing that uh, you know that movie theaters were you know giving up like three quarters of their screens just to show the Avengers. So, well, well that's the trick: is the movie's three hours long, and yeah. I mean, and that makes it harder for the movie to yeah. reclaim the cost. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, so, you might only be able to show it twice instead of three times or something. Exactly. Like that. exactly. Yeah. So, so if you're gonna make right. the, if you're gonna make the most winning movie ever, make it like fifty minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> And charge fifteen bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really wanted to see the Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> but I, I, you know, the top grossing movies kind of they don't they usually don't adjust for inflation, which kind of makes uh-huh. one of the newer movies always beat out the older movies. Yeah, yeah. But I, I read something that I don't know if it's accurate, but if he just for inflation, Gone with the Wind. I think is the big one. You know, I watched that I, a I would, long, I would, long time ago. I would not I've be never, surprised. Yeah. I've never gone back to it. I should watch it as an adult. Well, it's all it's all context. You have to remember the t- period of time where that that book came out was the Depression. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and frankly, uh, Sputnik, I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, but. no, but the, the thing about the movie is, I mean, thirty nine is often seen as like the best that Hollywood ever did. I mean, you had Wizard of Oz and. You know, just quite a few really huge movies mm-hmm. that came out in 1939, and in fact, um, a lot of uh, speed addictions came out of Gone with the Wind and End Wizard of Oz because the director um, David L. Selznick was popping <laughs> bennies like there was no fucking tomorrow and huh. writing long notes to all the cast and crew and everything, and they're like, Jesus Christ, can we just shoot the shoot the fucking movie? <laughs> well, yeah, and then. <laughs> And then you had, uh, like, Victor Fleming was working on uh, um, Wizard of Oz. And at one point, David O. Selznick was all, you know, fired his director, gets Victor Fleming. He's shooting speed. So he's doing, at one point, both Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. Wow. So, but but the point is, is that with, with Gone with the Wind, I mean, I had to read the book, and I fucking hated it. And I... You know, the movie is just... And you know me, I love huge Technicolor movies, but <laughs> that movie I cannot watch for more than five minutes. But it's just that it... T- I watched the Carol Burnett version. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, With the drapes. Well, uh-huh. I just saw it yeah, in the window. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually saw... Speaking of Carol Burnett, I saw something just the other day. They had... Um, it was a. They were making fun of the the old kung fu series, and it was called Kung Fu, and it had Jim Neighbors. Oh really? <laughs> that's quite Jane Kane, and it was fucking hilarious. Because uh-huh. he comes in, he goes, surprise, surprise, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't have been funny, but it was. Oh god. Um, but anyways, that's that movie. I think because people were so down and out that. 
you know, reading a book about all this opulence mm. and then how they lost it all and then were able to come back and everything that, that had, had a huge impact on yeah. people. And they still talk about, there's all this moviola mm-hmm. about how all these actresses were like duking it out to play Scarlett O'Hara. You mm. know, like so many people, like, like Betty Davis did a movie called Jezebel. Um, like a year before that, just to show, yeah, I got the chops, I can do it, <laughs> you know, and it's like, nah, everyone, so it was, you know, Vivian mm. Lee when she got it, it was, but that's, that's the thing, is, is that, it, to me, it always seemed like it just, it was kind of like Birth of a Nation Part 2, it's like you took all this antebellum horse shit and you wrapped it up into this lost cause crapola, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, fuck you too, and. You know, it's, so it'll probably go in my. I need to fill my basket and watch it like blow up, and I'm gonna hate it. You don't have to watch these movies. I mean, it's just no. Like, uh, I, I kind of do because they're like <laughs> they're they're like they're like gaps. It's it's like a gap in my knowledge base, and it, it, that just bothers. I, I mean, maybe like, I'm on the spectrum. It's like when you read classic <laughs> classic yeah. books. You know, they always put James Joyce right at the top. Oh God! But can you can you no. can you sit down and fucking read James? I Trace? tried. I tried. Can I you, tried. Can you read you, Ulysses? No. You just want to blow your brains out. I wanted to kill myself after uh, twenty pages. Portrait of, of a Ulysses. young man as an artist. Yes. The no. Dubliner. I mean, I just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck Was you. Was he mainlining whiskey? I have no idea how he wrote that. If shit. you drink enough, it does start <laughs> to make a weird sort of sense, but you can't maintain it. Yeah, how do you drink and read the, like? You can even try drinking and then trying to read Ulysses. It's not going to fucking work. You're not going to get through no, it. No. You get through a few huh. pages, then pass out, and then forget what you read. But yeah. it doesn't make any sense because it's not like reading. It's like <laughs> random It's like random letters were thrown at the page to make words. And then someone huh. said, well, that's a word. Well, let's put those letters yeah. together, and that's a word. <laughs> Thanks for playing yeah. Scrabble. I fucking <laughs> hated it. I yeah, fucking I hated read it. Any James well, let's don't. <laughs> don't. Okay. It's just, it yeah. hurts. It hurts. <laughs> so if you have a gap in your, yeah, that's okay. You don't need to Well, fill it's that. the same with movies, though. Is that, you know, there, there are movies that are classics, but if you sit down and you watch them, it's like, I, I want I want to die right now. Yeah, well, that's how yeah. I felt about blow up. So maybe I'll maybe I'll like soft uh, light. The you have to, with the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when people start, you know, talking about the French New Wave, or of course, you know the. Um, uh, well, you Fellini. can usually you can usually find the cream of the crop of the Fellini or the like. I got Bicycle Thief in my like queue. Sure. I'm gonna watch it because I've I never seen it. Watch the floor, the floor. I know, <laughs> I know. So I'm trying I, to just. I wish to watch the four hundred blows. Fill those, like, yeah. Okay, thanks for saying it out loud. Cause now it's gonna add to my queue. But God yeah, damn but... it! <laughs> You're just. Yeah, don't say any more movie titles out loud. <laughs> I've been through all these, man. You're just gonna I can get tell you me in trouble, and you're gonna waste it, hours of my time. Did it enrich me? No, I just like watching, like, oh, blah blah blah. Just shut up. <laughs> Every now I and then, s- there's a gem. I think I saw Gone with the Wind a whole long time ago, but these Marvel movies. They are not just because they're modern and you got special effects and all that, right? But the plots and the character building. It's yeah. a lot better than Gone with the Wind. Oh, God. It, yeah. You know, all right, back to Endgame. It's amazing how many characters got such good time on screen. And, I mean, yeah. you have that it's many. such a huge ensemble, yeah, especially. Yeah, you have that yeah. many people yeah, in your ensemble. Yeah, this is like the king of the ensemble cast. Yeah, and you've got to give them right all quality with, uh, time. What where some it? of them don't even show up until two hours into the movie when Doctor Strange creates a portal. And then all of a sudden you get Spider-Man. It's like, holy shit. You know, uh... 
it's just beautiful that they were all given that time. And yeah. Doctor Strange, Tony Stark interaction was wonderful. And if I told you I'd have to kill you, oh damn it, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I told you it wouldn't happen, I mean that's just heartbreaking because Strange knew. The only way to get through this is if Tony Stark dies. Well, Doctor Strange is essentially wow. like God. I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, he's the best ever because, you know, he's known the ending of Infinity War for over a year yep. and hasn't told anybody. Yeah, yeah. He's just been dicking around. And- <laughs> except maybe the writers. Yeah, except for it. Yeah. <laughs> but, God, that was, and that was so heartbreaking. And then, and then he holds his finger up. You know, he's like, is this the one? And he just holds his finger up. At Tony, and I, I saw the movie twice. So, in the second viewing, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so hardcore!" It sounds like you harsh. caught a lot more than you know. I mean, yeah. I just I was just enjoying the whole thing, and it requires multiple viewings. We're in the yeah. spend game now. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> does help. To, we have to, to get it above Avatar. <laughs> As you repeat the movies, you start seeing more and more connections. I want to be yeah. like one of the little girls who goes to see Titanic over and over again. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm not like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little girl. But I, I you know, anytime I can spend with Rocket Raccoon, I'm I'm happy. That is yeah. And then and then, you know, uh Peter Quill dancing, you know, and singing the song that was so cool when he did it, but then you don't hear the when music. You can't hear it, it's like he's an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah. he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> um can we do a very brief mailbag? We haven't played yes. the mailbag theme song in ages. Okay then. Right. Mailbag. 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 I like mailbag. Mailbag. So this one goes to David Robinson, who I must thank for correcting me. I did say the Starfighter was the F-105. In fact, it was the F-104. And uh, my point in bringing that up was just that, yeah, the government makes shit, and then even if it doesn't work, they'll sell it off to somebody. Uh, but I have to say the wealth of aviation information in here, we all appreciate. So in here, when you say um, that you, you, you're you allegedly on the spectrum, well, then I guess Tank Riot is on the spectrum as well, because we really enjoyed your email and all the, the aviation insights that you have. A lot of cool details. Yeah, yeah. Although you did not mention the Douglas Sky Raider, which I think was a World War II aircraft that really did well in Vietnam. Oh, cool. So, hey, well, you know what? Just uh, as far as being on the spectrum, last night I happened to watch two YouTube videos. <laughs> one of them was about the F-105 Thunder Chief, and the yep. other one was about the F-104 Starfighter. Yep. And uh, so here's some interesting trivia. Go. Uh they called the 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 Thunder Chief. Uh, it had the nickname the Thud, and and apparently it got that nip, nickname because that's the sound it made when it hit the ground. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> no good, Pinky. Yeah, that's no good. That's just was, wrong. It was, I think this is one of these fighters where more than half of them didn't quite make it. Uh, I mean, yeah. there was a, a very high attrition rate for the 105s. Uh, and the 105, man, that could carry a lot of bombs. You call it a dropout rate. Just tons of stuff. They tried yeah. to make it like, you know, fighter, bomber, yeah. um, reconnaissance, uh, weather aircraft. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it had some cool, interesting stuff on it. it um, yeah. I don't know how many jets have this because I really don't know that much about planes, but it had a, I think if your hydraulic pump goes bad, 
it had a little generator with a propeller on it that would pop out of the fuselage and catch the wind to and start on fire no no which would then that's hilarious help give you your hydraulic pressure back somehow wow so it was like emergency hydraulic pr- pressure so you from could, a little propeller yeah so you could actually still fly it oh the emergency <laughs> propeller fell off god damn it wow <laughs> It sounds like putting cards in your spokes. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. Pop up. Wait, wait. What did I wait just hear? No, it's building. <laughs> it's building. Oh no. <laughs> but then the it what the let's see. I think this would have been the the Navy and Marine versions because I think that's those are the ones that had this kind of uh, refueling arm that mm-hmm. it would kind of pop out and it, it was on the side of the fuselage. It would pop out. And it would kind of look like a finger. So I guess it was tradition that when pilots came in on their last mission, they would have that popped out as kind of just giving the finger. <laughs> just you know, a big v- fuck you to Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm yeah. done. I'm out apparently they'd, they'd flick that thing out even if it wasn't their last mission. And they just felt like letting yeah. everybody know how things went or something like that. Nice. But a um, couple things on the F-104 Starfighter. Um, it had. I'm learning so much about these starfighters. They, they actually did a movie um, yeah. that was on. Um, oh, was it called the Last Starfighter? Starfighter? Yeah. No, no, it was just called Starfighters. I just have but, to reference it they, every yeah, time. They did a um, Mystery Science 3000 on it. Mm. Oh, okay. And it's just this really boring Air Force film about these guys who are flying starfighters. Oh, okay. Well, apparently the the prof- the way they did the wings. Is instead of having a rounded front or lack the, thereof, yeah, they were just the, <laughs> to the wings. It it they can't come to a sharp point in the front. They're very stubby. Yeah, so much. I, I mean, the edge of the wing is sharp, and so much so that when they parked it on the tarmac, they had to put pads on the edge of the wing so the mechanics and other ground crew wouldn't hurt themselves. You could shave with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing. And the other thing about the F-104 is the ejection seat did not eject up. It ejected down. Oh! <laughs> Talk about design flaw. Yeah, which, which actually would work pretty good for a helicopter, but uh, yeah. It just I just can't really imagine dumping out at like Mach 2 yeah. right out the bottom, right out that's, the shithole. That's like playing oh, Russian roulette with a clip gun. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a good idea. Right, yeah. <laughs> so what if you were augering in you just go out balls out right? yeah you better hope if, if you're gonna ditch you've got a lot of altitude i guess well, <laughs> or, or flip or, upside not down ditch, but bail out yeah no yeah I yeah but then you'd end up arcing in front of the fucking thing or something. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sir reginald was hit by his own aircraft <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, it's uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, and planes. The, the aviation history is a whole other area that we could deep oh, dive God, in. Oh God, we could but, do this. Yeah, I know not, very not, little about it. So not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> no, we we have done a lot. Today. I think we've done a lot. We've yeah. covered, covered a lot, a lot of, of ground. We've made a lot of friends. We're in the end game now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I will say that uh, <clears throat> I did watch the series finale of Veep. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. It was funny. I remember when the last Seinfeld episode was on. 
Oh man! And, and a lot everyone of, was riled up about that. Oh god, yeah! So many people were pissed I was off okay at work. With it. It didn't well, matter. yeah, but that's the point is, is that you know people became like so endeared with how twisted these guys were that they forgot. It's like, no, you're really just this narcissistic <laughs> little group that really doesn't care about anybody else. And yeah, and the Veep ended exactly the same way, but it was so beautiful. It's like 24 years later. You know, and so like mm. Selena <laughs> Meyer was the one-term president, but now no. she's dead, and you know, it's, anyways, oh. it's, just, it's just fucking hilarious. Okay, no spoilers. <laughs> I hope there. No, no. Oh, okay, look, the, th- no, the thing it was a the... popular TV show, and then stuff happens. Stuff I don't, happens. I don't yeah. know. I don't okay. know if you would watch the Veep, anyways. But it's, I yeah. mean, because it's really not. It's not Torah material. It, it's not. No, I mean, it, no, it's Torah material. I don't know if it would be. Children of Torah material. There's many oh, shows like that. Yeah. Like, even The Sopranos, where, like, I just never... Like, The Wire, The Sopranos, there's shows that I know are huge quality, well-done shows that I just missed out on. And then I heard so much about, and then just never... You yeah. Know, you, know, you, you can't watch it all. You can't watch it all. You, well, you can't, and then you're no. like, ah, oh, I missed out on it. But uh, did, whatever. Did you get a chance yeah. to watch The Orville yet? <laughs> uh, we got to... I, I don't think we saw the last episode yet. Ooh, okay, you're so close. you're, you're pretty close. close. Okay, but we're closing in on it. So um, he's savoring. All I say, I'll say about the Veep though is that the reason I say that is because you know the language is like way out there, but it's also super caustic. I mean, there's so many times I just want to just sit there and get transcripts of this shit and write it down because the insults are just like epic. <laughs> there's this one guy. This is Senator, and he's like these two guys will be walking past, and he goes, "Oh, good. There's Laurel and Retardy," and he goes, "Well, why?" <laughs> You looking so guilty? So well, that's not guilty. That's I got caught with my balls on Grandma's chin. <laughs> so I mean, that's just like a taste of the kind of shit you'd see in the Veep. And oh, uh, okay. So yeah, it's yep. like the mug, you know. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're doing butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of finally seeing things decades later, I finally uh, got through the Godfather series. So I saw oh! I saw Godfather three, Hey-o. and. Uh, so there, I, I've seen one, two, and three. I'll, I'll give you the opera scene. That's fucking it. From three. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the other two were Yeah, great. three's a hard snog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like I said, yeah. the opera scene was great with the you know the poison bonbons, but... Uh, two's, yeah. two's really... Well, two's the bond. The empire. Yeah. You know, it is the back. empire. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, they're good. I'm not... I don't know where I, I mean. I love the Marvel so you know stuff Scarface a whole lot more. Now you gotta watch Star, Scarface now. I don't nah, know. Nah, you, you really don't. <laughs> no, come on. Come on, nobody's gotta watch Scarface. Say hello to his little friend. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I, I gotta keep working on the uh, Boardwalk Empire series. Oh, okay. Oh shit! Yeah. So you haven't worked through that yet? I'm not. Yeah, that, I'm not all the way through that yet. I can tell you how it ends. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the end game now. Yeah. No, We're gonna uh, spoil everything. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to spoil a V, but I, I say I only said that well, because I didn't think I thought I'll it would probably, probably forget whatever you said. It'd probably be yeah, highly unlikely that you would watch that show. Highly anyways. unlikely you'll listen to this. It's, right, it does yeah. really <laughs> fill you though with a disgust <laughs> for the American political process, which is amazing because Selena Meyer, that's the character she plays. You never sure what party she represents. You know, it's Democrat uh, or Republican. It doesn't matter. They're all pretty much knee deep in <laughs> shit in this yeah. one. So, yep. Gentlemen, anything more? Shall we wrap this one up? I Put think this we one need in a benediction or something. Let's... Ooh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Let me choose one at random, if I may. 
Here is the tank riot benediction for this week. Dictators ride to and fro upon tigers, which they dare not dismount, and the tigers are getting hungry. Winston Churchill. <laughs> All right, that guy's got some gold. Oh yeah. my God! You know what? You could just—I'm. There have been volumes written about this guy. Could just pull stuff out of his ass, and it's like, oh my God, I gotta write that down. You know. If you were my husband, I'd poison your drink. Madam, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, just, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You could just one up like that. Oh, like, boom. God, everyone <laughs> wants that shower thought, like, immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Throw it out there. Uh, Good evening.